gentlemen, welcome to the Guns in Radio podcast. And now, give it up for your hosts, Chris Caputo and Dustin Bones. Hey everybody, Dustin Bones here, and it's time for another special collection edition of the Guns and Radio podcast. And uh, thank you for coming on board with us this week. Now, I know we promised Avalon by Slash for this week's episode, but once again, you know, life gets in the way sometimes, and yeah, just don't have time to sit down and record like you want to to be able to produce the kind of podcast we want to give you. So uh, it's going to be a few days probably before we get that out there, but we promise Avalon by Slash is coming to you as soon as we get a chance. But for now... What can we do to hype up this song, man? What can we do to really celebrate some Slash? Well, I got to thinking about that. And we've decided to bring you guys the entire Summer of Slash collection from 2019. If you'll remember on our show, Shotcast Saturday, which is currently on hiatus because getting dizzy with it airs. So be sure to be looking for that. But if you'll recall last summer on Shotcast Saturday, every week we brought you a different Slash song to celebrate the career of one of the greatest guitarists of all time. And so we've decided what better way to hold you guys over for Avalon than to just go ahead and let's relive the entire summer in one sitting. So sit back, relax, crack open a beer, and enjoy this huge, colossal, super mega ultra episode of the Guns and Radio podcast as we relive in its entirety every episode of the Summer Slash. Hey, and that even includes some episodes of the main show that aired during that time. So we hope you enjoy this and come back and we'll just pay attention to the feed. We'll be back as soon as possible with another awesome episode of the Guns and Radio podcast. All right, let's hit play and get it going. Saturday. That's right. And, well, it's actually a very special Saturday, Caputo. Ooh, it's, yeah, it's the beginning of something something new for yeah. our, our Shawcast Saturdays here. Oh, wait. <laughs> and that's the. <laughs> this is week one of Shawcast Saturday presents. The Summer of Slash. Yeah, 2021. We may, who knows, we could do this again next year, but we are starting it off right here. It's the Summer of Slash for the next, let's say, eight, nine we'll weeks see or what so. Happens. Yeah, we'll, well, basically for all of July for sure and for all of August, we're going to be covering oh, yeah. strictly Slash here. But a certain Slash, we're looking uh, to crank out some reviews here every Saturday for Slash's Blues Ball. That's right. We're going to we're going to dive into these. We're going to tick off the boxes one by one. 
all summer long. It's the summer of Slash. SOS. SOS, that's right. So let us know what you think about this. Uh, Leave us a voicemail. uh, Send us uh, something in our Discord. Tell us on Facebook. Whatever you got to do. Hit us up. Wherever. Follow us on TikTok, too. You can make some nice comments there. That's right. Watch us do the uh, the TikTok dance. Beep, beep, beep. And our song of the day is Traveling Band, originally by CCR. Was it? Yeah, it was. Is that Clear as Clearwater Revival? I believe so. Credence Clearwater Revival. Uh, I know we listened to a little bit of it when we were choosing the song for the day. Mm-hmm. And I uh, thought this was awesome. So let's hit play. You want to hit play? Let's hit play. I'm yeah, hit play. let's hit play. It's getting some slashes. Blues ball, baby. Yes! What's up, The Zigman. Oh, wow. That's a hot start. I know, right? Love this shit, man. We just fucking listening to her at this point, man. We gotta talk some. We gotta make a podcast yeah. out of this somehow. Holy shit, this is wow. This just like blew my fucking mind already. I know, right? Just punches you in the face right from the fucking get go. For real, it just starts off hot, and we ain't fucking stopping. It seems like all right. <laughs> I mean, it's not far from the original. It's a whole lot faster than the original. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the original is a pretty fast song itself. It's a uh, it's a damn good uh, kickoff to a concert. If I went and saw CCR and they opened with Traveling Band, I would not be fucking mad about that. You, I wouldn't be either. Fuck, that's a great way to start it off, man. Yeah. I'm going to hit play. Holy hell. Yeah, let's get right back into it. Got some guitar here. And an organ, it sounds like. It sounds like a piano right there. It's a keyboard. Yeah. I got an organ, a piano. You can tell these are just guys having fun. Would you not be having a blast, though? Hell yeah, dude. Hearing this <laughs> shit, you kick off with this, I'm like, all right, we're in for a good time tonight. Oh, yeah, this sounds this sounds like they're really enjoying what they're doing. Hell yeah, we're having a good time playing some good old blues music. I try not to sing along, but, you know, sometimes it just happens. Oh, 
I got a feeling we got. I got a feeling we got another uh, guitar solo coming because we're about the halfway point. So either there's a guitar solo coming. Uh, there's about a minute left of the song, or it's going to be one of those videos that goes into an interview segment. So, oh yeah, <laughs> hopefully not. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Oh, this is dope, yeah. I'm really glad we picked this to kick off Summer Slash. Great way. That was a hell of a way to kick off the summer of Slash here on Shotcast Saturday. So I I am very pleased with this decision. I say so. I'm also very pleased. Um, ratings. I I think we're pretty much unanimously both on the same <laughs> page on this one. Um, five fucking stars, dude. That's what I was gonna say. Five, five fucking stars. stars. This is wow. This is just nonstop, start to finish, fucking kick ass, dude. Yeah, just uh, punches you in the face from the get go, and then fucking just keeps going from there, man. Those guitar mm-hmm. solos even adds a little extra to make up for the time lost in the uh, intense speed of the uh, of the performance. Oh, absolutely. I don't think they kicked off with this, but man, if they would have. My God, what an awesome, what an awesome way to begin our summer slash five stars cross the board. I don't really know what else to say about it. What do you guys think though? We still want to hear your feedback. Leave us voicemail, discord, uh, go to all of our social media. Hell, for the first time ever, we got time to talk about our bonus show goals on uh shotcast Saturday. Yeah. And we've got three of them here. So, um, get us to 250 followers on Twitter. We're very close. We're about 10, 11 or so away from that. We're still very close to hitting 150 likes and follows over on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash guns and radio, or also the Twitter at guns and radio pod. Probably should have mentioned that one. Or we got us to TikTok now. Get us to 50 followers. We're going to start something smaller. 50 followers over on TikTok. It's also at guns and radio pod. Search us up there. Um, Give us a follow, like the videos there. Once we hit one of those goals, we're going to be posting a poll on some some one of our social uh, media there. I would, usually mostly we just post the polls there on Twitter. And we're going to let you guys decide um, what song we may cover next. Or maybe you can decide what the next uh, concert we're going to do a little watch along for. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. That'll come when we hit the goal or we're close to hitting the goal. We'll decide yeah. if it's, you know, you're going to get uh, another extra song review for the week or you're going to get a uh, concert watch along. You get to hear our uh, amazing audio commentary over whether it be a Guns N' Roses, a GNR, a Guns N' Roses um, concert, a, you know, slash conspirators, um, any anything from the original five members we can find like a full uh, full length concert on will definitely do something like that. What do you want to do next week? Let's go ahead and pick that now. Yeah. Um, what's next? What do we got left for blues ball? Or... I picked. I picked last time. Yeah. Uh, why don't you pick this one? Um, let me see. Um, I mean, I've still got in my list of blues ball. I've got Always on the Run, Bad Luck, Born Under a Bad Sign, Bring It On Home, Crossroads, uh, Hoochie Coochie Man, Night Prowler, Oh Well, Red House, Superstition, and Use Me. Uh, you know what? Let's do Always on the Run. Always on That's the Run? That's a Lenny Kravitz cover, baby. I'm down for that. All right. Next week, the summer of Slash continues with Always on the Run by Slash's Blues Ball. Woo-hoo. Be sure to come back this fun- this Monday when we're going to be listening to Your Name by the band Loaded, fronted by one Mr. Duff McKagan. Duff gonna McKagan. Going to be a fun, fun show there. But until then, I'm Dusty Bones. And I'm Chris Caputo. Join us Monday for another edition of Guns and Radio. And join us next Saturday. The summer of Slash continues. We'll see you then. What day is it? Saturday. That's right. And you know what's beautiful about today? It's summertime. Beautiful, glorious summertime. Hell yeah. We are continuing our summer slash here on Shotcast Saturday. Because the song we're listening to is uh, one of the songs that was covered by Slash and Miles Kennedy. Mm -hmm. It was also covered by Slash's Blues Ball. Mm -hmm. And it's called Always on the Run, originally by Lenny Kravitz. Well, we're going to review a different version. We're going to review one actually featuring Guns N' Roses from Paris in 1992. Lenny Kravitz has been a thing for a long fucking time, dude. Yeah, holy shit. Um, Yeah, I'm 92. I know he's been around long, but fuck that long. I know, I never had a clue, man. I mean, it's weird to think about, but yeah, I mean, I was listening to Lenny Kravitz in the 90s when I was a kid, so I Mm -hmm. guess it makes sense that he was around that long. But Yeah, dude. Um, gotta give kudos to Lenny Man. He's a very underrated talent. Oh Makes yeah, good show. oh yeah, I enjoy his music. But uh, let's uh, hit play, and we're gonna listen to Lenny Kravitz joining Guns N' Roses on stage in Paris in 1992. Let's give it a give it a good old listen. Anything's better than our Monday episode, right? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Okay, so Slash says that uh, they wrote this together, so I guess he was on the studio version of the song. 
was a running slash collab, yeah. I didn't know that. This just looks like a fun concert to be at. Yeah, this was the one they did like a big pay-per-view event for. They had like Aerosmith come here. We went to Shibai. I did not know that. And then I think this is the one where they're supposed to have Jeff back. Then like during rehearsals, they like ruptured his fucking eardrum. Just imagine if Slash could have got Lenny Kravitz for some of the Snake Pit songs. Or even anything that Slash does now. Just have Lenny Kravitz come and sing or something. That'd be dope. Lenny Kravitz and Slash on tour. Oh, yeah. Even been cool on um, the, the first Slash solo album. would have been really cool to have run that back. Yeah. This fucking riff is so good. Well, we're going to pause for a second. We're going to look at some lyrics, courtesy of uh, azlyrics.com. Oh, well, I guess it would probably help if I let you see my screen, wouldn't it, Caputo? Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. No worries. Let's, uh, let's change our views here. Get rid of some of these ads. Uh, all right, hit it. Oh, it's still it's still loading on my end. Hang on. I'll, I'll, oh, there we go. Here we go. Oh, still. Mm-hmm. All right. Are, are, are we? What, what? What? What's going on? Oh, there we go. <laughs> you were like, like, you know, for a second, you came back here. Okay. <clears throat> Hang on. Let's get into this. Uh, my mom is. Yeah. I hate this computer. <laughs> All right, let's get into these fucking lyrics here. Uh, my mama said that your life is a gift, and my mama said there's much weight you will lift. What's up, curls for the girls? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and now now your page is unresponsive. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh... <laughs> and my mama said, leave those bad boys alone. And my mama said, be home before the dawn. Uh, my mama said you can be rich or poor, but my mama said you can be big or small. I don't know what context that is, but sure. <laughs> but I'm always well, on the run. Always on the fucking run. <laughs> always on the motherfucking run. My mama said that uh, my mama said that uh, the football is the devil. <laughs> fucking Lenny Kravitz always talking about his mama in songs. This guy, Mr. <laughs> well, I'm always talking about your mama on... Uh... Uh, podcast, so. <laughs> my hair today. Okay, let's hit play. Let's get right back into it, man. wonder which one of those amps is duff. Oh, you can't see the video. This is, uh, this is actually really good. Is this the, this ain't Skin and Bones. This is the big tour before Skin and Bones, right? Yeah, this is, they're still doing like the Europe, uh, European version, so. 
I guess it was a hot day. Slash knocked that top hat the fuck off. <laughs> You can find the video version of this. I highly recommend checking out the video version of the uh, Guns N' Roses featuring Lenny Kravitz always on the run, Paris 92. Mm -hmm. I'm actually watching the video to go with it, so oh, yeah. I forget that we're not doing a watch along this time, but we probably should have been. This is definitely one of the concerts we can do for a concert watch along if y'all get us to our bonus show goals. That's right. Everybody gathering around Lenny's microphone so they can smell the shampoo. <laughs> you smell the herb and herbal essence. <laughs> head and shoulders. Is he head and shoulders guy? I don't know. I don't know. He looks like a herb, an herbal essence this kind of guy. Yeah. <clears throat> Would have made a great shampoo commercial. Oh, would have been better than Troy Paul Baldwin. Matt Sorum, man. Has that fucking book came out yet? I think still sometime this year. I don't know why. I hear there's an edited version of it. It's the one that we got to read. Yeah. Well, that's the one that still, I think, is yet to release. Thank God for the GNR community. They just jamming at this point. They done forgot that they was doing a song. I mean, this typical slash though, you just gets locked in for sword and he's like, that's it, get over man. <laughs> I know, right? I'm still hearing fireworks outside my house. If you hear an occasional random boom. Alright, there it is. I'm going to assume that's all of it. I know that there's like a few more minutes, but I'm going to assume it all goes into solo after that. Alright, Always on the Run by Lenny Kravitz. Tell us, what did you think about the song? Let us know. Join in our Discord and uh, hitting us up. Tell us on Discord. Twitter, uh, Instagram, on our TikTok as well. <laughs> Yeah, leave us a uh, voicemail, uh, whatever you want to do. Uh, who's going first? Am I going first this time, or what are we doing? Uh, I'll let you go first, since I went first on Monday's episode. Uh, this was a good palate cleanser. Oh, yep. Um, totally. Monday's was fucking horrible. But <clears throat> yeah. This one, this one was uh, pretty enjoyable. Uh, I do like Lenny Kravitz though, so I'm I'm gonna be a little more biased, unfortunately. Uh, I don't see me putting this in my playlist or anything, but it's a th I wouldn't change the channel. I give it three stars. I'm gonna go probably higher on this because this is I'm pretty sure this is already in like a playlist of mine for sure. It's nice. a damn good track um, with Slash on there too. It's just a recipe for good shit, man. I can't complain. Uh, I'm gonna go this good forward. shit. It's very good shit, Vince. Uh, four out of five. Four, four five out of five. 
Nice. I really like this one. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good. Uh, that's a good. Wait, hang on. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good uh that's a really good uh uh track there so we highly recommend going looking it up yourself always on and, the run uh, check it out. i guess we could have just listened to the lenny kravitz studio version that's true <laughs> hindsight's 2020 there's probably I mean, a music video to the same thing but you want to hear it live for that experience too it's like can these guys pull this shit off live and they did yeah with, but it was know, guns and roses in an in entirety featuring Lenny Kravitz that we listened yeah. to. So Well, Sans Axel because he was probably on the toilet somewhere in the back. You know? <laughs> Taking a shit. Yeah. I would say he was playing Fortnite, but that wasn't invented back then. So. <laughs> he was doing crossword puzzles. <laughs> I, I think Axel Rose is like a Sudoku kind of guy. Think he's a Sudoku guy? Okay. Yeah, I think he really likes to you know test his brain somehow. You know, I can I, I numbers can see and that. boxes and knowing not knowing what the fuck goes on with that shit. I don't know Sudoku. I can't do it. But. Uh, it. It's very like weird. Like some people are into it. I'm like that's cool. Like I don't know. Like you're just putting numbers. I'm like, how do you know these things fucking go there? It's yeah. It's like weird math. <laughs> Ugh, math. If no I want to do math for fun. I'll play D and D. You ever remember that picking up your first D and D book, going, "Wait a minute, this isn't about dragons." I, I never have, but I know like my <laughs> sister's boyfriend is into that shit. So, this isn't dragons at all. This is math. Yeah, this is like a, a dice that rolls to a thirty-two. What? <laughs> well, guys, uh, there you go. Thank you for checking out this week's edition of Shotcast Saturday. Summer slash continues next week. What, what are we going to cover next week? Actually, I don't know. Let's look at let's, the. Let's, let's, let's get let's into that. Out. Since since you know we're we're pretty much on a slash roll here for the next. Uh, yeah. Next little while. Yeah. Let's do. Is it my turn to pick? Yeah, because I picked this week. So you're you're gonna pick next week. Let's see what what goodness we have in store. I think we should do. Huh. Superstition by Blues Ball. Oh, all right. I'm assuming this is a Stevie Wonder cover then. Yeah. All right. This looks, I'm looking forward to it. This could be some good fucking shit. All right. Oh, yeah. Summer Slash, man. We get all kinds of uh, fun, new, exciting uh, tracks to listen to and uh, review for your listening pleasure. And uh, be sure to come back Monday. We're going to be listening to Just 16 by Velvet Revolver. And until then, I'm Dustin Bones. I'm Chris Caputo. Join us Monday for another edition of Guns and Radio. And join us each and every Saturday. The summer of Slash continues. It is rolling on, everybody. Peace. Keep it Wait, YouTube Dustin Bones was there for a second? What? <laughs> what the? <laughs> Dude, I laughed my ass off. And we, we actually played that once as the intro for a Shawcast yeah, a little while ago. We did that random. was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Which didn't hurt the... Uh...
which or I should say didn't help the rumors that that's somehow me doing that. Yeah, which once again for the hundredth time, it is not this Dustin Bones. It is a totally not different me. gentleman. I Maybe, wish it was me. Yeah, I would post guns and radio shit on that profile if it were me. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, you would be hearing me whore it out everywhere if it were me. Uh, but unfortunately, it's not. But I'll tell you what is me. What is me? What I is. What you are. I is pumped. Yeah. Because it's Saturday. And Saturday for. Well, two things. The boys. And since it is the summer, it is here for the summer of Slash it is going strong, ladies and gentlemen. Week three here in the summer of Slash. That's right. Summer SOS. Of Slash. Hashtag that shit. Yeah. Hashtag SOS. Yeah, that's really going to get us found. Hashtag summer of Slash. <laughs> summer of Slash. And the summer of Slash continues. Um, we were originally going to cover Superstition by Slash's Blue Balls. Blues Ball. <laughs> Once again. Once again, we're going through a lot of blues ball, blue blues ball songs. Blues balls, yeah. And uh, yeah, so scratch this one off the list. But I found a better recording of Slash playing this with Edgar Winter oh, at a Les Edgar. Paul tribute. Oh, so, really? Edgar Winter, I guess, what the Edgar Winter group there as well, or just uh, yeah, I'll pretend I know who Edgar Winter is. Yeah, sounds. I don't know. Good. The name sounds familiar. <laughs> I don't know any of their songs. I've heard of the Edgar Winter group. Uh, we'll look them up because when I hit play, I'm going to just kind of let this one play. Yeah. Uh, kind of watch along style. So if you want to watch the video with us, you can. All right. Uh, I think that'd be uh, the best way to go about this. Let's see. Edgar Winter. Um, let's see. Associates. Johnny Trash. Oh, well, it went away before I could hear it. But uh Johnny Trash. <laughs> Sounds like a real punk rock name. <laughs> Duff McKagan what? Yeah. He <laughs> has uh popular songs, Frankenstein and Free Ride. Okay, I think I've heard Free Ride. Come on uh, and take a free ride. Was free that like ride. Cars or something? I think it was one of those like Pixar movies. Yeah, surely. It was also in the Power Rangers movie. Oh, I did not know that. Watch it not even be the same song, and now all these fucking Edgar Winter fans that are underground are going to come out all of a sudden. Come uh, get... on, take a free ride. Okay, so he was in a band apparently called White Trash, Edgar Winter's White Trash. Oh, that's a great band. Name. They released, yeah, three, song, three albums in the 70s. Oh, the motherfucker put out a, uh, no, it was the best of compilation in 2014. Looks like his last original thing he dropped was <coughs> uh, a live album in the 90s, but a studio album in the 70s. Oh, well. That's interesting. Let's see. Uh, maybe he'll make fans of us tonight with this uh, video. So, Indeed uh, we link, shall. Link in the description if you want to watch along with us. Uh, I'm going to get it going in three, two, one, play. Ooh. Oh, he's a good singer. He looks about like an old wizard. 
He looks like a, a wizard went to a Judas Priest concert. Yeah, dude, I was going to say, he looks like metal as fuck with leather jacket. Yeah. I was going to say, why does he look like Laszlo in Grand Theft Auto Vice City? Because that's who it is. And <laughs> we got this fucking Mozart guy on the piano over here with the uh, powdered wig. Edgar just looks like he's he'd rather be anywhere else right now. Slash, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I got me up here to do a tribute, bring some fucking guy with a top hat on I never heard of. What is this, the seventies? <laughs> <laughs> I was famous then. No, if it were the same seventies, you'd still be famous here, Edgar. <laughs> the guy uh, playing the rhythm guitar, though, if we were making a movie about this event, uh, would be played by Ben Stiller. <laughs> Oh, is he born? He never stops, man. That is true. This is this is a, a slash staple. This is the cigarette slash smoking era. Oh, this is probably like early two thousands then. A habit I wish I could hit myself. Oh yeah, he owns it too, man. He's having a good time. Yeah, I'm driving to this, man. Oh, it's not a piano. It's a church organ that the guy that's got the uh, Beethoven wig on is playing. Alright, oh, so whose grandfather is <laughs> <Who's> there? <laughs> he looks like a judge during the Civil War. Is like a local Protestant church or something? <laughs> Next to a homestead. <laughs> I wish I could tell you I knew who all these people were and all their great accomplishments, but I don't. I mean, I didn't know who Edgar fucking Winter was two seconds ago. Oh Lord, we're about to get a badass saxophone solo from Mr. Winter here. Come on, let's hope he puts Bill Clinton to shame. Get it, son. Okay. Sexy Saxman over here. I know, man. Got a little jazziness to it. Very, uh. Channeling his inner bleeding gums Murphy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A little bit of Lisa Simpson in there. I know, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forget Lisa plays saxophone. I forget that detail. You're gonna have a solo war with Slash now? I mean, it did sort of sound like, kind of like, a little bit like Slash's solo. Oh. 
Oh, he's not backing down. You're going to challenge me for my throne, he says? Yeah, man. Well, step back, Mr. Winter. Yeah, dude, Slash is like, I'm used to the guitar battles. I did one in Guitar Hero 3. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. He's a badass. Motherfucking legend. Oh, still going. Oh, yeah, it don't end, man. It never ends. Glad you tuned in this podcast because uh, we ain't going nowhere. We're going to be here forever. Probably be 45. If it's a slash. That is way. Yeah. Sit back and relax. This is what your life is going to be from now on. I'm going to be here, fellas. <laughs> Remembers all of his various solos since he, he can't doesn't. read music. <laughs> he doesn't, he just goes like this. So I can let the fingers do the magic. Just let whatever happens happen. Yeah. Called Slash Olympus. He's got the pick of destiny. Possibly. He may have, he has the guitar of destiny, so loves Paul Man. Let it is. this much I can tell you I know when you're hitting all those notes just right and everything it feels fucking good oh yeah Imagine if he was actually in contention. That would be an interesting super group. Yeah. I, I, I didn't hate it at all. No, oh, this is freaking, this is a damn good cover, man. I, we're, we're jamming and bopping to it. Yeah, I was enjoying it. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, you want me to go first? You want to go first? Hey, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Me so, do it this time? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I, I enjoyed it. Let me be honest with you. This ain't one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. But I did enjoy this cover more than I enjoy the original, so it's got that going for it at least. It's uh, true. It's true. And yeah, uh, three, three stars. Yeah, I'll probably go around the same territory. It's a very good cover, but then again, you know, it's it's a cover essentially. But like, dude, you can tell like Slash basically with those solos took it like put his own spin on it, put his own sort of like very bluesy influence onto the track. 
And, As per usual. And basically almost kind of like made it their own. And in a sense, like him and the Edgar Winter and I guess the rest of this like band doing this you know, one-off little tribute thing. Really cool shit, though. I will give it that. It may not be four-star uh, quality shit, but I'd give it around three and a half. Three, right. three and a half, I'd say, for sure. Because I really enjoy this, and I'd probably listen to it here and there again. If it comes up in like the recommended on YouTube or something, I'd definitely give it a, a listen. Well, uh... The summer slash is going to continue next week. Where are we going with it? What are we going to do, Caputo? What are we going to do? Um, I think I may have a song in mind, actually. Okay, what you got? Let's see. Let's go with... Um, so this is from the Amsterdam show from Slash Blue Balls. Um, it's called Oh Well. Oh Well? Oh Well. All right. I think that's oh the well. next one we go to. Oh Well it is. And... Uh, Oh shit, we're out of time for time. Oh god damn it. That's it. That's it, ladies and gents. Yep. So be sure to come back on Monday for an all new edition of Guns and Radio when we're gonna be reviewing Scraped from Chinese Democracy. And until then, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Chris Caputo. We'll see you Monday on Guns and Radio. And don't forget the summer of Slash continues each and every Saturday all summer long. We will see you here again. Peace. Slash continues rolling on, and man, ooh, it's hot. It oh, is God. Hot damn, so Hot outside, man. Oh, yeah. What is summer? But, I mean, come on. It has to be. Uh, yeah, I know. We'll be bitching about how cold it is. Uh, I mean, unless it's, you know, a Scandinavian summer where it lasts like two weeks, and then you're back to just, uh, that's it. <laughs> who would live there? Like, fuck that. Like, hey, man. <laughs> No offense to our Scandinavian audience members out there. Uh, I'm talking to you, Barry, the only one. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, but, man, we've got our summer slash is continuing here on Shotcast Saturday. We got another blues ball song that we're going to listen to, and it's called Oh Well. Oh Well. Oh Well, Well, Well. <laughs> Uh, is that going to be your gimmick from now on? Well, I'm going to. That requires me to be too creative. I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, for me personally, I don't know about that. That sucks that it so, starts out with an interview, yeah, so I, I tried, tried to, to skip as much of the interview yeah. as I could. Still to this day, I try not to. Yes, baby! Yeah, baby! Groovy! We're having a great time because it's Saturday. It's the band from Australia. Okay. Where the hell are they from? This is Rocket Queen, bro. Carmel. Come on. Very good. Very Whoa, Black Betty, bam, bam, whoa, Black Betty, yeah, bam, It's like half, like, slow the time down in half. Probably would be that. Could be. going to be some shit if it turns out to be. 
some really kick-ass guitar. It's gotta be just the instrument. Maybe. I hope not also. Now, whoa, Black Betty. Man, I'm done. Okay. Oh. I can dig this. This child is screaming. Well, this, uh, this Teddy Zigzag doing uh, karate chops on stage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell myself. This is a, it turns out this is a Fleetwood Mac song that they're coming. Oh, it's interesting. Fleetwood Mac and blues? I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty similar. Oh, Fleetwood Mac is like falling into like soft rock territory now. Somewhat, yeah. I mean, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, good for them. Fleetwood Mac went viral. We need some other TikToker to like like a Guns N' Roses <laughs> song in there and they go viral and then like know, someone right? gets like some free shit out of it <laughs> give us some free shit please yeah that won't happen that would <laughs> never fucking happen even if we made them a million dollars that would never fucking happen listen Dustin one of us has to learn how to skateboard and then we just bring on some like Capri Sun or whatever and just start <laughs> like just like chugging some Capri Sun while skateboarding on the streets to like welcome to the Chonga <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then they just get pulled. <laughs> it would go viral and then get pulled. Because <laughs> then they'd be scared they'd have to release something. Yeah, they'd have to be relevant for five minutes. <laughs> oh, no, wouldn't want that, would we? No, we like to be obscure. Like, what are you, an indie band? Get out of here. Uh, they've made their money now. Yeah, stop trying to be the starving artist. Agreed. I'm digging this. I'm digging this. What's back in here? Oh, slash solo. Oh, yeah, you know it's coming. He's just fucking doodling right now. I was like, oh. He's just having fun, man. He ain't oh, even... yeah. Just give this man a guitar, and it'll be a good time. Damn straight. He didn't even have a guy. Fucking care. He didn't even rehearse this. Probably not, honestly. 
Is he fucking like tapping right there? Is he doing like fucking foot tapping? Oh, yeah. Paul Van Halen over there? He's throwing down, man. Oh, it's round two. Yep. That ain't over yet. The fucking riff, dude, is catchy. Oh, yeah. Like, shit like this encourages you to want to listen to the original song they're covering. Oh, yeah, I agree. When you hear a good cover or, like, a remake or something, it definitely brings you back. Like, let's compare it to the original. It's got that same vibe. Oh, yeah. Even if it doesn't even sound that good, who cares? At least you, you saw where it came from. Yeah. That, that thirst has been quenched. Come on, one more round. One more round after this. <laughs> I don't want this to... I am strong. Do it one more time. One more time. Yeah, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, too fucking bad, I guess, because they don't oh, do it. Maybe. Maybe. Hang on. No. I'm sorry. Wow. That was like the equivalent of getting cock blocked. I'm pissed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's oh well. That's the recording that we have of it, so. Oh well, it is. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. There we go. <laughs> well, what you think about it, man? Dude, this is pretty good. I'm gonna let you go first on the review this time. I liked it, man. I thought it had some of that good, uh, good old fashioned uh, rock and roll to it. Kind of like, uh, well, I guess like Fleetwood Mac. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really enjoyed it, and uh, like you said earlier, man, I think I'm gonna go check out the original after we're finished recording here because I'm kind of curious myself uh, to see what it sounds like. So. Uh, that'll definitely be an interesting, uh, an interesting listen for me. All right. But, uh, All right. As far as grades go, I'm going to give this pretty high. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Ooh, nice. Nice. Yeah, this definitely caught me off guard because you're listening to like for the first little bit. It's like, okay, this is just like an instrumental or something. Yeah. So like, I would have been like pretty cheesy. And then you hear like the, like how they like go in with the breaks and have like Teddy Zigzag singing and then it goes, and that fucking riff is so goddamn catchy. Like, Holy shit. And it breaks down, whatever. It does like that sort of repeat loop thing. Man, it's really good. Um, I'm going to go give it a four out of five, actually. There you go. We'll be I'd sure say a that. solid, solid four out of five. This is a really good cover, actually. And I'm definitely going to have to catch, uh, check out the original, you know, and sort of compare side by side, see oh, yeah. if they took anything from there. I have a feeling they borrowed from a lot of things. I could I could hear a lot of uh, different songs in there, so I feel like it was definitely extended with a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. But it'll be interesting to hear the original and find out how much of it they kept in that version. Uh, oh yeah, no definitely, doubt. definitely. But that's gonna do it for this edition of Shotcast Saturday. Bye-bye. Be sure to come back next week. What are we listening to next week? Well, uh, I'm gonna let you just yeah. Well, you I decided this week you're gonna pick the next one here. Uh, As he uh, strokes his Fu Manchu and uh, perks up his glasses like I don't man. work for me, brother. Yeah. Uh, I'm not doing no jail check. <laughs> don't work yourself into a shoe, you jabroni mark. Well, let's uh, let's do Crossroads. I'll be interested to hear how that. All goes. right, definitely. So more more slash next week the summer slash keeps rolling on here each and every saturday 
um, until I guess the end of the summer. You know, we still got many weeks to go, and it's gonna be hot and hard. Hot as fuck. Until then, I'm Dustin Bone. I'm Chris Caputo. Join us Monday for another edition of Guns and Radio, and keep it locked each and every Saturday. The summer of Slash is going on and on and on. Until then, peace. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Guns in Radio podcast. And now, give it up for your host, Chris Caputo and Dustin Bones. Ah, it's the Guns in Radio podcast coming to you twice. Yeah, we're coming to you on a Thursday because uh, this is a bonus show, episode number 111. Uh, this is our thank you for getting us to that, uh, basically smashing one of our bonus show goals. You guys, we asked you to get us to 50 followers on our TikTok. You guys smashed the fucking shit out of that. Now we're like, what, over 200? I haven't checked in a while. Yeah, we're over 200 now. We're oh. hoping to get to 1,000. Yeah, one of these days. That's probably, that should be another bonus show goal maybe we'll make later on. Mm-hmm. Once we're closer to there. Yeah for sure yeah. yeah it's definitely one to keep in the future um but yeah once again guys thank you for getting um to that goal and this is the bonus show that you guys voted on uh it took a while to actually get to the song because in the original poll <laughs> we made there was a, a literal three-way tie usually we get a tie between two of them but yeah a three-way tie between three of the songs so literally i had to put up one i don't know if you, you'll see on our twitter at guns and radio pod i had to put up one it was like here we go. We got six hours for this because we better record this shit tonight. We're recording yeah. this like about a week in advance. So I'm like, listen, we need a fucking winner right now. I'll give you six hours. Boom. Done. And uh, the winner, the song that came out, Beggars and Hangers On from Slash of Snakehood. So that's what we're going to listen to. We're going to listen to uh, Beggars and Hangers On in just a little bit. And uh, actually, we're going to watch. This one has a music video. Oh, yeah. So... We're going to watch the music video. If you want to watch along with us, link is in the description. And, uh, but first, you know, uh, we're going to, we're going to have a little fun tonight with you. It's a bonus show. I mean, we're here on an extra episode and we was like, what can we do to have fun with you guys? Mm -hmm. So we're going to play, we're going to do some trivia. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, see if you guys out there can beat Caputo. Probably right. could. I feel miserably at these games. Somehow, one way or another, <laughs> what, whatever Dustin throws at me, I end up... A couple of them actually did okay in, but other than that, you, I just fail hard. You did okay in the, 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 the drums game last time, didn't you, when we played the drums game? No, Matt fucking destroyed me in the drums game. The first time we did the drums game, yeah, I, that was it. And then it was just yeah, a slow, downhill that. slope from there. <laughs> I swear I thought you won the last one we did. Uh, no, the last one we did was Matt Manzella. He fucking... Oh, yeah. You put me against the musician. He's done fuck. <laughs> Listen, I, yeah, I do music, but that guy does it for a living. Me is just, like, something else. Yeah, it really wasn't that very much of a fair thing, especially since he was working on drums that week. Anyway. I, was gonna say, I don't play the music. I just criticize the people that play it. So there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a music commentator, not a musician. As much we as I we, want to be both. <laughs> we can't do 
those who can't do criticize, right? Isn't that what they used to say? Exactly. We will, we've talked a lot of shit over 111 episodes, so I mean, <laughs> and we're still here. Talking Thanks shit. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> Louder than ever. Uh, Loud and proud, baby. Well, the, the quiz that I'm using is off of kidadl.com. And Kedaddle? this is Kid Kidali Kidaddle. I don't know. K I D A K D A D L K I D A D L Kidaddle. I'm just gonna call it Kidaddle, like Skidaddle. Okay. This <laughs> is uh, this is awesome rock and roll trivia for budding musicians. So Caputo, you want to be a musician? So yes. so so we're gonna we're gonna give you this trivia, and hopefully this will help you out because it says it's for budding musicians. All, all right? right, so all you out there listening, uh, play along with if you know the answer. Okay, sounds good. Uh, if you budding musicians, all right, all right. First question. You ready? Here we go. It's a history right. question. When did rock and roll originate? Is like is like we're talking like a specific year or a time frame? Uh, I don't know. You give me a year, I tell you what. There's there's a, there's a time frame in the answer. You give me a year, and if it's in that time frame, I'll I'll, I'll count it as a win. Okay, I'm gonna go 1955. That's that's in the time frame. Awesome. The answer is the 1940s and the 1950s. So, all right, check out. See, there's Caputo's okay. got one point. Now he's out there. Uh, how many points? You guys keep up with your own points because I can't hear you screaming into your phone. So, <laughs> not yet, at least. Maybe the technology is still not there yet. I mean, you can leave us a voicemail. Oh yeah, it's in the link in, in the our, description of our of the episode here, wherever you're listening to this. That's right. So, I mean, eh? <laughs> yeah, it kind of works, I guess. Unless someone does like a live reaction of our podcast, <laughs> X reacts to Guns and Radio. Please, I'm down for that. <laughs> and then they record the whole thing on our voicemail. That's fine with me. Because then what we'll do is we'll edit it all together and we'll take the fucking week off. <laughs> works for me too brother <laughs> alright question number two rock and roll was born from white musicians covering songs by black singers of which music genre hmm fuck that's that's tough well, it wasn't rock before. I guess it would be more like probably blues, I want to say. It's, yeah, it's rhythm and blues is the ah, actual answer, but I think that's... I, think I was going to say like R&B or blues. I guess they're both the same anyway. I would, I, would, I would give you the point anyway. Okay, question number three. Now, this one is a year. This one is a specific year. What year... When was the term that rock and roll, the word, or when was the year that the term rock and roll was coined? 
I'm going to say it's probably around the 50s. I'm going to say maybe 1957. Uh, no, man. Sorry. That would actually be 1951. Ah, fuck. Is the right answer. It was that early? Fuck. I. Damn. And here's one also, guys. Listening at home, see if you know this one. Who coined the term rock and roll? Mm. No hints. Do you guys at home know? Hmm. I, I, hmm. It's interesting. Who coined? Hmm. I'll give you a hint. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a hint. He was a radio DJ. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as he should be, since he came up with the... Who, Wolfman Jack? Uh, no. It's Wolfman Jack on the radio. The answer is Alan Freed. Oh, God and, damn it. Uh... He was inducted in 1986. According to Wikipedia, it says Freed was honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 91. Uh, he became internationally known for promoting African-American rhythm and blues music mm-hmm. on the radio in the United States and in Europe under the name Rock and Roll. Okay. Ah, all right. Alan Freed, yeah. That name is familiar now that you mention it. Uh, he was, his career was destroyed in the 60s, however, by a payola scandal. Ah, good old payola. Basically means uh, certain artists were paying him to play their music. Yeah. That was a big thing in radio back then. Isn't that big of a fucking deal? Not in this day and age, shit. That's the only way to get over nowadays. Payola won in the fucking long term, because that's Common practice now. Yeah, dude, it's all about payola now. All right. What genres influenced the rock and roll genre? Well, I think we already mentioned, you know, rhythm and blues. There's six listed here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll say rhythm and blues, but you got it. You're going to have to give me at least... I'm going to say you have to give me at least one more. One more, okay. So, yeah, for sure. Of the sure, six the, list. Um, list. Influence. It's got blues and rhythm and blues listed together as, as two separate things. Oh, uh, okay. I'm going to say there's three more. All right. What um, other genre could have influenced rock and roll? I'll give you an easy one right now, especially you guys listening at home. What genre of music influenced all genres of music? I don't know. Classical? All time. Mm -mm. How did all music get started? What were we doing when we started making music as cavemen? I don't know. Just hitting shit. (laughs) We were honoring the gods. Oh, fucking gospel right. vocal choir right there. Gospel, man. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. That's what I was looking for. I'm going to give it to you. Because that's a hard one. 
But the answer, and see if you guys at home got this one, it's blues, gospel, jazz, R&B, and uh, country. Oh, goddamn, jazz. I should have. Oh, man. Country, I guess, in a way. Jazz. Yeah, jazz should have. But country, I think, was more later on, I guess, influenced it. They both influenced each other in some Uh ways. I would say they both influenced each other because jazz changes like drastically Mm -hmm. older jazz and new jazz. Yeah. Who is known as the father of rock and roll? The father. Well, Elvis was the king. I don't know if he'd be like the godfather. Hmm. Like, you know, the. I wouldn't say it's Elvis. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't going to say Elvis. You know, he's the king of rock. James Brown was the godfather of soul. Um, I'm trying to think. Chuck Berry. Yes, you got it. Fucking Johnny Be Good, baby. Chuck Berry. All right. Who is known as the king of rock and roll? Elvis Presley. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just switched up. easy. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Here's a good one. Now this one is uh, this is a bit of a hard one, but let me tell you. Let me. I'm gonna ask it, and let's see if you guys at home know which rock and roll star is known as the innovator, the originator, and the architect of rock and roll. Innovator, damn. The innovator, the originator, and the architect of rock and roll. Oh, Chuck Berry's the father. Someone else has to be there. Um. Little Richard? Yes. Good God in this Little Richard, man. I think that I think he was like addicted to like hookers and shit. <laughs> and then he, oh, yeah. he left rock, became born again, and he's like, screw Little, this shit. Little Richard was gay before it was okay to be gay. Long before it was okay to be gay. Remember this little song Tutti Fruity? It's probably what it, I think that's what it's about. Um What did they call African-American artists who appealed to white audiences during the early days of rock and roll? Damn. Hmm. And it's nothing racist, by the way. Okay. Or I wouldn't ask the question. So any uh, anybody out there hoping we're going to say some dirty words here, you're, uh, it's never going to happen on this show. I promise no, you that. You'll have to wait till the one in a million episode. And even then. <laughs> we'll have to censor everything. I don't know what we'll, how we'll handle that, but you won't hear it come out of my mouth. So. Yeah. Well, you can find like a clean version or something, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. But, hmm. What do they call them? I don't know. Um, segregational artists? I don't know. I'm just trying to think. I would say, no, and I get the, this, because I feel like this term is around because of segregation, because white mm-hmm. people and black people used to be highly separated. Mm-hmm. Um, so when a black person would come along, they'd record some music, and white people was like, huh, I really like that black person's music. That was called a crossover artist. Ah, oh, really? Yes, I did not know that. And now it has a totally different meaning nowadays, I'd say. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's like, that would be like if somebody from a country genre makes like a rock album or a rap album, mm-hmm. 
you know. I would yeah. think in this day and age. Yeah, something like that. You're just crossing into a different genre, pretty much. That's how I would see crossover as. What are the three main instruments of a rock and roll band? Drums, guitar, and vocals? I guess it's... Or a bass? I don't know, man. You said vocals first. I, can't, I don't know if that one's count. We'll, we'll give it to you anyway. <laughs> drums, guitar, and bass. Well, I don't know if bass would have been covered in guitar as well, because they're both like us different, or... I would probably... Well, it says electric guitar. Mm-hmm. Well, any guitar. Yeah. 6, 8, 12 string. Uh, let's see. What was the first rock and roll song ever to become world famous? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Chuck Berry song. I'm trying to think. It has to be Chuck Berry. I want to say Johnny Be Good. Uh, no, Rock Around the Clock by oh, uh, Bill Haley and the Comets. Oh wait, is this the same dudes that, that did the? <laughs> is it the same dudes that did that Teenage Love song? I don't know. That's a different band. Why does that sound familiar? But yeah, this. Yeah. What was the early in early rock and roll music? What was considered the lead instrument? Hmm. The, the guitar still. Um. Um. Uh, hmm. Well, judging just by like, the sample, listen to that song. It, it, I think it was more like, I guess, the drums. Oh fuck! I don't know. That would they would have considered piano or saxophone. Damn. Okay. All right, we're getting into some rock stars here. All, All right. right, we got a few questions, uh, and uh, then we'll get on to our song of the day. Uh, let me skip ahead a few songs here. Uh, ooh, here we go. How many top 40 songs did Elvis Presley have? Oh, fuck. It was probably quite a few. I want to say probably 12? 10 to 12? 10 to 12? Yeah. What do you guys at home think? What's your answer? I'm going to give you the, the audience at home a minute to think about it, too. All right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, at least 10 to 12. Because uh, maybe I could be wrong, but I'm just going to go with that one. Well, if there was ever any doubt who is the king of fucking rock and roll, Elvis Presley had 100 top 40 songs. Oh, jeez. Yeah, then I think about it, it was like top 40. I was thinking more like top 10. Okay, how many number one songs did Elvis have? Uh, I'd say half of those are probably number one, at least. Uh, Maybe not less. Not quite that many. Maybe less. Probably it would be under 20, I think. I'll tell you what. You get in within three, I'll give you the, I'll give you the point. You guys listening at home, what do you think also? 
I'm gonna say fifteen to twenty. I, I'd give you that point. Uh, All right. I, I honestly quit keeping up with points. I mean, and again, <laughs> but yeah, the answer is eighteen. Ah, there you go. Because like, you can't have that many. Because I mean, like, some of the other artists have beaten that since. And, like Michael Jackson oh, yeah. alone has beaten that, like double that probably. Oh man, how many Little Richard songs did Elvis Presley cover? Shit, probably at least 10. More, maybe. I'm going to give you guys at home a minute to think about it, too. I'm trying to go slow so people can play along at home and have time to think also. Yeah. Elvis did have a lot of his own original shit, but I don't remember him covering. He covered a lot of black people's music. Yeah. Um, And people give him hate for that, but he fucking paid everybody for it, so I don't see why the fuck he gets so much hate. Exactly. When it comes to Little Richard... When it comes to Little Richard, he uh, covered four. Four, okay. That was a little off. That's a ten. Covered an entire album. He said, this is mine, bitch. (laughs) No, he never did that. Um, Let's see. Let's scroll down. Let's do... uh, Let's do one more here. Trying to find a good one to go out on. All right, here we go. Which genre of music were the bands Led Zeppelin and the Beatles most influenced by? Hmm. I don't know. Well, Led Zeppelin for sure. I mean, if you could include Satanism as a genre, then yeah, they were definitely influenced <laughs> by that. Um, hmm. Because Zeppelin was all over the place. Um, hmm. A specific genre? Probably not. I want to blues possibly but that's tough that's, that's tough damn I'm gonna need an answer Caputo cause I do I found one more I'm trying to think like what would their stuff sound like though I'm just gonna tell you it's blues I was gonna I was, I was actually gonna lean towards blues I'm like it has to be dude all right, I'm going to play you a song here. Just a little clip from a... Uh, and the reason I picked this one is because this is a good... This is a hard question, okay? Because this is a very... Obs- uh, what's the word? I'm Not obsolete, but obscure. Yeah. Yeah, obscure that's probably song. Uh, What year... Where's my phone? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to grab that. Make sure it's not broke. Uh, I dropped this thing too many times. It's fine. <laughs> It's fucking pockets, bro. Like they don't make you know, like fucking like perpendicular pockets. They're all like on a fucking angle. <laughs> I know. Like, right? I hate about pants nowadays. Sorry, I'm going on a little pants rant right now. But like, <laughs> fucking make them perpendicular, like two to fucking four. I know, right? Like jeans, bro. Okay, so I'm gonna play you a song. Like I said, it's a bit, it's a bit, 
obscure, so you probably haven't ever heard this before, but I'm going to need to know the artist mm-hmm. and the year it was released, and I'll give you bonus points if you can give me the exact date. All right. All right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the Bomba, baby. Richie Valens. Probably sometime in the 50s. Actually, it's more 60s. Um, 61. You're on the 61? Yeah. You want to go for the bonus points and give me the exact date? No, I don't know that. I'll give you the name of the artist. The song uh, is Richie Valens. Originally, Richie Valens, I think um, Los Lobos or some other Spanish guys covered it, did it. But it was Richard Allen's originally. But it was released October 18th, 1958. Ah, I was going to say 58. I was going to 61, just in case. The one gag on the trailer never dies. <laughs> besides Vince Neil calling me. It's because it's so ridiculous, man. Oh, man. Well, uh, we've stalled long enough. Uh, you want to you wanna watch our music video? Yeah, let me pull this one up. Hang on. Where the fuck was it? I had it somewhere here. Hang on. Do, do. Uh, you want to send it to you on Facebook? Yeah, I'll look it up on YouTube quick right now. Hang on. We'll let um, our, our listeners here get uh, get prepared as well. You can look in the link in the description of the video, and uh, you can watch this great music videos with us. It's like a, it a five-minute video, right, or something? Or... Four thirty-nine. I was finding one that's like five minutes fifteen seconds. I mean, I think this is a this is a legit video, so. Music video. Yeah, because it gives me random ones. I think this is the one. Oh, this one's 438. Okay, I think I found the, the black one. and white one. Yeah, the other one was another one in black and white too. It was 5 minutes 17. Music video. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. Shouldn't we have done this before the show? <laughs> yeah, we should have, but we fucking didn't. Yeah, well, you know what? Fuck you, that's what we say. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so I believe I believe this is a legit music video. It looks like it was taped off of MTV because it's got MTV logos on it. Mm-hmm. And then uploaded to YouTube, so. You ready? You ready to I'm, do this? I'm ready. Um, you want me to count them down or I can count them down? You count them down. Alright, ladies and gents, beggars and hangers on. In three, two, one, play. This is still the Slash Smoke Cigarettes era. Yeah, it was mid-95, I think, when this album came out, or 94. Five o'clock somewhere. This is when it was, yeah, Matt Sorum was there. Yeah. The lineup, hang on, yeah, so this was the um, 
Eric Dover, with lead vocals, Gobi Clark, you had Mike Inez from Alice in Chains. I like the other guy. Yeah, you're, you're a Rod Jackson guy. Yes. I mean, Dover was already. Where did Axel go? <laughs> Oh man, I'm in the process of quitting smoking, so all this up close cigarette shit. <laughs> so much of it. So fucking tempting, man. It looks so delicious. Love how they got all the booze on uh, Slash's side there. Like, you can tell they've definitely been fucking getting fucked up. I was going to say, he probably asked for, like, at least three, four bottles of vodka in his rider. Just for himself. No <laughs> sharing. <laughs> it's mine. And they're in a speakeasy right now. How appropriate for Slash. Yeah, this is like a pro... They're playing in the Prohibition era. It's like, in the <laughs> 90s meet the 30s. Like, mind blown. <laughs> Yeah, if Slash was around in Prohibition era, they would have strung his ass up. He would have got hung. Well, he would have been screwed. He would have been jailed for all of it. They would have executed Slash. (laughs) (laughs) And you know something? I hate to say this, because I just realized... I didn't think of it before I said it, but I realized Slash is African-American. That's not what I meant, by the way. Yeah. I mean, granted, I, I guess back in the Prohibition era in the 1920s, that probably wouldn't have helped his case. But. That's true. Oh, somebody's taking pictures. You know why? Uh, you know why it's good manners to take your hat off. Why is that? When you come in a house, this is actually interesting to me. Oh, it's, really? a, it's a cultural thing because back in the 20s, when you were at a speakeasy. And uh, you were sitting there drinking when it was illegal to, mm-hmm. and some guy. Everybody wore hats, right? And they had hat racks by the door. Mm-hmm. So when you came in, if you didn't take your hat off and hang it on the rack, you weren't going to be there very long. So what was your business that you're walking around talking to people when you're ready to dart? You know what I mean? Like at any mm-hmm. fucking second. When yeah. You, so that's it. Would make people uncomfortable. Because everybody else is sitting here relaxed, and here comes some guy. Now he's walking around. He's got his hat on. He's not going to be here, but a minute. Why? What piece of information does he have? You, you know. Mm-hmm. So it basically it was like the narcs of twenties and thirties. People were wearing yeah. hats. You're a narc. Get him. <laughs> Stole his thought. ass. <laughs> Who's the chick? Oh, we got a guitar song. This is like the patience of uh, Flash's solo ship. Mm-hmm. They could have had a better music video. I'm sorry, but this yeah, for this one definitely, it just doesn't fit like the theme of the song. Yeah. The song is good, but yeah, the music video just does not, I don't know. Yeah, the music video is horribly boring. Mm 
beggars and hangers on. It has officially been reviewed by your boys at Guns oh, yeah. and Radio. Yes, yeah, sir. Um, so what you want to say? You want to go first? You want me to go first? How you want to do this? I'm going to let you choose. You I'll give some, like, there's a little bit of, like, a small little fact tidbit um, from this stuff. Okay. Um, yes, third song off 5 O'Clock Somewhere. There's basically the first single from the album. I think it's probably one of Snake Pit's most famous songs. I say because this was still covered a lot, especially during that first, the first, even like the second uh, Slash tour when he did oh, yeah. the the tour for his first solo album and then for the first uh, Conspirators album. I mean, it had a music video, so. Yeah, this is probably like his biggest um, track. <clears throat> yeah, uh, so this is written by Slash, Eric Dover, and Duff McKagan, actually. Oh, Nice. Yeah, this was. I didn't think Duff performed on this song, but. Yeah, so he gets a writing credit here. Um, songs about problems that plague the city of Los Angeles, including drug users and drug dealers. Which is um, very interesting. Interesting indeed. First time I ever heard it, Miles Kennedy was singing it. So. Good show that was. Good yeah, show. I was gonna say you can find a lot of the Miles Kennedy versions on YouTube because they did like an acoustic version of this. Oh uh, yeah, Slash and Miles. They did a few uh, live ones too. You can find easily. That's the only thing that sucks about them getting rid of all covers in the Slash and Miles Kennedy set is that so many good songs like this never get played anymore. Yeah, especially Snake stuff because there's some really good material there. I mean, from the couple we've covered so far. I would say there's some really good, solid stuff. Oh, yeah. There's some trash, but there's definitely some really good, uh, really good tunes and uh, mm-hmm. mixed in there. Yeah, but this is actually probably one of the better Snake Pit songs, I think, um, especially from the 5 O'Clock Summer, the first album. Oh, um, yeah. that's <laughs> This is a solid-ass tune. Everything's catchy. It's a good solo. I mean, this is... I think this would have been pretty good as like a Guns N' Roses song, honestly. Maybe reworked it a bit, whatever. Yeah. Like, especially because this was written supposed to be for the next GNR album. This would have been fucking really good, I think. Yeah, a lot of the Snake happened. Pit songs are rejected GNR songs, songs that Axel didn't want to do. Yeah, and I think this one would have been would have been really good for Axel's voice, I think, at that time. Especially oh, yeah. if he still kept him doing stuff. He still would have been really good in the mid-90s, I think. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't have much to go off of because he was basically just like... Hiding like he was like, like, like a fucking criminal or something for almost ten years. <laughs> he didn't want to put that down. He was afraid somebody would make him release some new music. Yeah, literally. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah, this is actually not a bad song. Um, I'm probably gonna for my rating. Um, you know what? This is something I would definitely, I definitely come back to here and there. Like uh, this is one of the few like sneak pit songs I would actually go back and listen to frequently. Throw it on a playlist. You know, it wouldn't be one I would skip often. So, for me, it's going to probably be a solid four out of five. I'm going to give it. Okay. Uh, I'm in a similar boat. It's not one of my favorite tracks by a long shot. I will say this this version is a little better than the uh, than the live versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, featuring Miles Kennedy. I, I, I'll say it's one of the few times where I like the original more than I like Miles singing because I really like Miles Kennedy. Um, but it's not one of my favorite, uh, slash songs by a long shot. 
Yeah, because Sasha's definitely releasing much better stuff later on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, and... we reviewed here before a lot of five-star quality stuff. Oh, yeah. But, um... I mean, I, I, I'd say it gets at least a three and a half. I'll put it right there in the middle. All right. All right, but what do you guys think? Leave us a voicemail. Let us know. Hit us up on Discord. Get in any of our social media platforms. Hit us up. Links to all of that is in the description. Hell yeah, man. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, TikTok at Guns and Radio Pod. Um, Facebook.com slash Guns and Radio Pod. And well, speaking of this is a bonus show, we still have um, two other bonus show goals, actually. And we're actually getting pretty close to those ones. So we may get some more bonus stuff coming up in the near future, it looks like. Who knows? Who knows, man? Um, so if you head over to our Facebook, uh, get us to 150 followers. I just checked before we went on air doing this. We're two away from that one. So that one's uh, very close. So hit that like, hit the follow button over on our Facebook page. And while you're at it, go over to our Twitter, at Guns and Radio Pod. And once you get us to 250 followers over there, uh, we'll put up a poll there for another bonus show. And we're about 10 away on our Twitter as well. So Nice. So we're very close to two bonus show goals. Some more songs uh, to, for us to get out of the wheel and review, or possibly even a concert watch-along, um, depending what you guys want from us as well. We may even do something like that where we put it in your hands and we just pick at random. I'll make you a deal. This is airing August 5th. If we hit these two bonus show goals by August... 12th then we'll just take the two songs that tied in the poll and we'll bring you both of those two ah, hell yeah more we'll make a whole snake pit week a whole slash week go. since the summer of slash is still ongoing that's right uh speaking of the summer of slash i wanted to get your opinion on something i know we said we was gonna listen to crossroads this week on shotcast <laughs> saturday but i wanted to appeal to you to change our decision and move crossroads to next week all right, what do you have in mind, though? I want to listen to the new Slash and Miles Kennedy song. It just came out this week, their cover of Rocket Man. All right, I'm down for that, because that I know I haven't listened to yet. And this will be a first-time listen for Shotcast. That'll be actually make some really good Summer of Slash content. Yeah, since we're at the Summer of Slash, there's a new Slash song uh, recently dropped. We'll go ahead and review it right here on the Shotcast. Yeah, so we'll see you guys in two days on Saturday for that one. That's right. And until then, I'm Dustin Bones. I'm Chris Caputo. Join us Saturday. The Summer Slash is rolling on. And come back here next Monday for another edition of Guns and Radio. Peace. And thank you. Yes, that too. All right, talk real fast. Hey, I'm Dustin Bones. And it's Chris Caputo. Guess what day it is? It's Saturday. That's right. Let's hit that intro. For the thirty second week in a row. 32nd Saturday in a row. Get That's right. right. Well, I'm getting to that part. <laughs> Caputo and I have each gotten up stupid early, rolled out of your mother's bed on a Saturday morning, 
drug our hungover asses into the podcast studio, turned our phones on silent so that your mother would quit calling us about the wonderful great time she had last night. Yeah. And uh, now we're here for another Shotcast Saturday. Whoop, whoop. And this is what, week four or five of the summer slash... I don't know. How long have we been doing this? That's a good question. I think I think this is four. I guess I could look it up. I mean, it's right yeah. here in front of us. I was going to say, we, we tend to like either not look at this stuff or just completely forget <laughs> because we also have lives. So Yeah, Summer Slash started one, two, three, four weeks ago. This is week five. Week five of the Summer Slash, and uh, it's a pretty special one because we actually have something very recent from the man himself. Yeah, um, apparently, uh, from what I'm reading in the comments section, this song, we're listening to Rocket Man, yeah. uh, which dropped, or I should say surfaced on the internet uh, this week, so this may not be an official release. I still don't see um, anything whatsoever... But anyway, I mean, from Slash, this is off of uh, some dude on YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. Omar Gordillo. Yeah. So apparently, like, if you look through the comments, apparently this was recorded like year, a few years ago. But I don't think, you know, Slash and Miles got the sort of clearance to get to release this cover, you know, from Elton John himself. And then other stuff happened. And this basically was in conjunction with... Um, a recent uh, new documentary on Disney Plus called Stuntman, hmm. which was executive produced by um, uh, Dwayne The Rock Boulders Johnson's um, oh, nice. production company, Seven Bucks, which, you know, you can't stop talking about how we once had seven bucks in his pocket. We get it, Dwayne. You were poor. <laughs> we still are. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. No, we love you, Dwayne. Come on. Yeah, you, how, can you, how can you, like, hate The Rock, man? That's the one guy that's, like, probably the... You're an, an asshole if you hate The Rock. See, that's how I think about Triple H. I mean, that's your opinion. <laughs> I feel like Triple H just turned a bit of a new leaf with people, you know. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, let's listen to the song. Yeah, let's get into it. I think that's Axel. <laughs> This is by Elton John originally. If I needed to tell you guys that, I don't think I did. She packed my bags last night for flight. Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high. As a kite Miles Kennedy is such a good singer. Touchdown breaks me around and gets you fine. I'm 
Yeah, this is dope. This is really good. I just found an article from GNR Central titled, mm -hmm. uh, Remember how Slash and Miles Kennedy were going to record Elton John's Rocket Man? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a few years ago, and it said, "Well, it may be coming up soon." And mm -hmm. the, this is an article posted on April sixteenth, two thousand and eighteen. Yeah, GNRCentral.com. So it's been in the and works. The studio pictures, yeah, emerge of Slash and Mike Rocket Man, Elton John's Rocket Man. And uh, he says, Sid goes on to write, if you guys remember a few years ago, it was reported that Slash and Miles Kennedy were recording the cover of the Elton John song for Rock, uh, Rocket Man for a movie. Well, it turns out some photos have emerged of those studio sessions from 2016. And it looks like that the cover may be coming up for a upcoming movie called Stuntman. Oh, wow. And uh, it says, check out Slash's post uh, below. And... Uh, yeah, apparently Slash posted about it. Uh, there's not really much on it right now available. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, yeah, dude, like called two years ago, or yeah, a couple of years, three ago. years ago. So mm -hmm. I don't think there's even the full version because so, the only thing that's released is this two and a half minute one. I don't know. That's all we got. So that's what we're gonna yeah. do. We may come back to this someday. Probably won't, but we might. All right, let's check it out. like relaxing and shit. Yeah. I would say that's a definite conclusion. Yeah. Song, so. It sounds like it, yeah. It's a quick cover, man, but it's really good. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, well, let's give it ratings and uh, uh, go on about our day. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you go first on this one, Dustin. I mean, I liked it. I really did. I mean, I know that a couple of days ago we listened to Beggars and Hangers On, and that was another small or a slow, slower song. And a lot of times I don't really grade the, the, the slower songs as highly as I do some of the, the, the their faster counterparts. But... Uh, I enjoyed this one. I'd give it a little bit above average. I'd give it a four out of five, I think is what it's going to get for me. All right, all right. Uh, I'm probably going to go along the same as well. Maybe a little... I'd probably give it a 3.75. It was really good for what we heard in that, like, two and a half minutes. I would love to have, like, a more full version of this because, like, the original Rocky Man from John is, like, a pretty long song. It's at least four... I think it's at least four minutes, probably even longer. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think so. It's at least four to six minutes a song. I would have loved 
to keep that sort of that like energy in, in there too. It was really good. Really good. Um, Slash's guitar work is in there. It's great. Miles kills it as always. Um, but yeah, I just, I'll give it like a 0.25 Nick just because I wish it was a little bit longer. It was a nice, something a little small, but you're making, uh, especially making people wait like, what was it, three years for something like that Come short? On. It's like, fuck. <laughs> well, look at Guns N' Roses, dude. How long have we been waiting for any fucking things? Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised no one, like, hacked into like Slash's studio computer and like just took this yeah it may have been what happened I don't know but anyway yeah there it is uh, I can agree with you though I, mm-hmm. I, 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 it'd be interesting to see uh, more of this come but I guess there, I guess it's so short because it was for a movie there's probably yeah. a specific scene and they told mm-hmm. them how long they needed it to be and the vibe to go for because probably when this was going to be played you'd be see some, seeing something on the screen that would be flowing with it you know i would imagine Mm -hmm. i would imagine so that's that's what i think uh now next week we are going to do crossroads i know we promised it this week we get the fuck over it we're gonna gonna do it next week when the summer of slash rolls on and be sure to come back on monday when we're going to be back to our regular schedule once again and we're going to be listening to red envelopes by walking papers and as I said in the bonus show on Thursday, if we beat our bonus show goals, our last two bonus show goals, which are at the end of the episode 111, if you want to go check that out, by the end of the week next week, we will drop the other two songs as bonus shows. Bonus shows. Bonus shows. Goals. Yeah. <laughs> and shit. And uh, so we'll see what happens. Who knows? Could be a very interesting week next week. That's all up to you. Damn right. But uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this edition of Shotcast Saturday. I'm Dustin Bones. I'm Chris Caputo. Join us Monday for an edition of Guns and Radio. And come back each and every Saturday as well as we roll through the summer of Slash. Peace. What motherfucking day is it? Saturday! That's right. And Saturday's for the boys. Your boys are here. We got Jeff here with us also. And uh, it's time for another Shotcast Saturday as the summer slash rolls on. We're going to get started here in just a quick second. Shit, what a night it's been at yeah, this man. set of tapings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. If you guys listen to this week's Guns and Radio and GN Extra, you already know what's up. But, uh, man, what a wild. Uh, I hope that the shows that come up in the rest of the week are just as wild as the one that happened tonight while we're oh, yeah. taping this. Even the rest of this tour, man. So, uh, Jeff, welcome back. Thank you, guys. Uh, and uh, the song of the day is going to be Crossroads. Now, we're not going to be listening to the Slash's Blues Ball version uh, that we uh, had originally planned because I found a better sounding one. This is from Paul Rogers and Friends from June 26, 1994. So we're a little late for the uh, 
for the anniversary. This is going to feature Zach Wilde, Brian May, and Slash on guitar. God damn. damn. That's a hell of a trio. Yeah. I don't know, man. Is it going to be a clusterfuck? To give you an insight of what would have maybe happened if Zach played around when Gilby left. Yeah. Let's see what we got. They've got two drummers also. Like some hippie shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was basically Guns N' Roses in 2006. <laughs> two everything. Except, except singers. <laughs> and then that one lonely bass player having to play all by himself. Back in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Four four blues, man. That was just you know, right off of Flash's snake pit, dude. He was he's just you know, figuring his crossroads himself, man. Literally, was he gonna yeah. stick with guns? Was he gonna stick uh, with his pit? Was he gonna go solo? What was gonna go on with Flash's life? If I'm not mistaken, this is still like he's still in the band at this point when this was reported. Yeah. Uh, yeah, ninety four. Yeah, it's ninety four. Yeah, he was still there. I don't know if he was going to be there uh, uh, for much longer. Maybe it's only for another two years. Ninety-six, sometime ninety-six, he left. I don't. I don't believe that this is the Stevie. <coughs> this ain't a Stevie Ray Vaughan cover, is it? I don't think this is. I think this is an original uh, Paul Rogers song. So we may be a. Uh, we may have a. Uh, screwed up a little bit but i don't care we're not gonna go back and undo it so maybe this ain't the uh no this ain't the this ain't the stevie ray vaughn version oh i i you know what i thought crossfire oh crossfire uh. yeah oh yeah, yeah 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 that's what i'm thinking of too see i fucked up also so maybe this is uh the same as slash of snake pit or, or blues ball, either fucking way. We're not gonna go back and redo it. We're just gonna listen to yeah. this one. So. Don't yeah. always take Jeff's advice. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked up Crossroads live, and there's like one by Cream and like Eric Clapton yeah, played one. So I think it's a Cream song. It looks like it is. My bad. Is it? I went down to the crossroads, fell down on my knees. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a total. That's a total. My bad, right there. But hey, you know, if I got Jim. Uh, if I got a uh, you know Stevie Ray Vaughan and uh, Eric Clapton mixed up, you know that's my bad. But the two amazing guitar players. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's dive back in. Pretty, uh, some pretty awesome fucking uh, 
lyrics there. Or, uh, I've got lyrics. Fucking guitar. Guitar and. Guitar. Great. That's a good story. That's a good Yeah, there's, uh, this is Brian May playing right now. <laughs> I knew it, dude. This is, a, this is a Brian. This is a, um, this is a Robert Johnson song. Yeah, okay, so you got the guy that almost played guitar for Guns N' Roses, the guy that auditioned, kind of, and the guy that used <laughs> to play, or now he does again. Yeah. Right. A lot of GNR, um... Uh, intertwining here. Yeah, like six degrees here. Oh, yeah. Now, this one's slash throwing down. not be disappointed if I heard this at a concert. Well. Ooh. Fucking tasty. Robert Johnson is who uh, right. played this originally. Yeah. As you watch, man, is it, are you watching a video? Yeah. Who's commanding the stage, man? Brian, Zach, or Flash? Uh, let's see. I would say, I would say, I don't know, man. They're all three kind of together. Let's let them get to playing some more, and I'll tell you what I think. The slash is just kind of staying put. probably be e, both Slash and uh, Zach together. They're kind of together like uh, giving each other vibes or whatever, you know You know what I mean, like right. <clears throat> agging each other on as the song plays. Uh, but then Brian does come in a lot though, so uh, it's a tough call. I mean, I think they all three know that it's not their show. Right. You know what I mean? Because Slash is just kind of staying put, but you know how Slash plays his guitar, man. So, uh, I don't know, man. They're all three kind of together looking at each other. You, you know what I'm saying? Like like playing all sort of together. Mm-hmm. Well, let me rewind back to where I was at. There we go. You see what I mean? How they're all kind of clustered together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That would have been badass. Dude. Oh yeah, what a hell of a show that would be. Well, let's do reviews and ratings and final ratings. thoughts. Yeah. Well, if I was in the audience, I would have given it a ten. Like, how do you know you're at a show and the three of those guys come out? But unless oh, it was yeah. on the marquee, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess so Paul if I was at the would've... show, I would have given it a ten. If as 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 this, I'd give it a solid eight, eight and a half. That's some rock and roll, man. Right on, right on. What do you think, Chris? Oh, this is solid, man. This is a hell of a performance. Um, I mean, going through all these, like, Slash's blues ball songs. Jesus, sorry. Going through all these uh, blues ball songs. He got that Rona. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm vaccinated. I don't have that shit right now. Don't curse me with this shit. you guys hear about Dee Snyder? You get the Rona? Yeah, dude. Lee Singer, fuck his twisted sister, goes to... Goes to the uh, goes to the uh, Disney on the West Coast, and his wife like took the grandkids and like followed all the protocols and did all the, the like six feet and still got it. Damn. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah. How do you how do you follow that at Disney World? Dude, think about like I grew up like twenty minutes from Kings Island, dude. Like not even we go there every day. Like the kids. Hang on the like the turnstiles that people go through, like like you know they hang on them like uh, what do you call it? the the the, uh, the parallel bars in the fucking Olympics just to entertain <laughs> themselves. And like people are probably gonna lean against those bars and like you know I don't know, dude. Like I think it's a bad idea. I don't know. I wouldn't do it right now. Yeah. Nope. Says the guy that almost bought Disney World tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I found out Star Wars wasn't guaranteed, and then I went, "Well, fuck this, fuck that." <laughs> yeah, right. You got to make that billion back, man. Come on, <laughs> Chris. Yeah. Um. So as, as I was saying before, going through all these um slashes, bluesball covers, these songs is like really cool because I get to discover a lot of um songs from other artists that you know never heard or stuff. It just like opens your eyes to a lot of like older rock, a lot more blues rock, and it's some really good fucking shit that like slash has been covering so far. This is really solid performance. You have probably three of like, uh, three great, amazing guitarists in their own right. Like you have, you know, slash Brian Mayer, like iconic in the world of like rock and classic rock. Zach Wilde is more like the hard rock, heavy metal, but he can still fucking do a lot of other stuff. He's very versatile in that way. And it really shows, especially in this performance, it's just balls to the wall, uh, nonstop, like in four by four blues. Uh, this is really solid, man. I would listen to this version again and again, bro. It's five out of five for me. Yeah, I was thinking a lot of the similar uh, things that uh, you guys both said, man. I, I, I'm a blues fan myself, so I can get down on some blues. Uh, five out of five for me as well. Solid <laughs> well, shit, baby. Good shit. Good shit, pal. Such when good you shit. Go, when you go four to the floor, like, you know, straight rock and roll, it's hard to keep the crowd unhappy, you know? Yeah. Um, you just just go rock out, man. You don't piano doesn't always have to be there. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, guys, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Shotcast Saturday. Be sure to stick around to our stream if you haven't already. Go ahead and subscribe because we'll be back on Monday as two more days with a brand new episode, a full fledged episode of the Guns and Radio podcast, and hopefully, if the the taping that we did tonight is any indication as to what the fucking uh, 
rest of the week is going to be like, oh my God, we should have plenty to talk about next week. Oh yeah. Uh, Guns and radio. And of course our song of the week next week is going to be starlight. So that's going to be a, nice. an epic song and it's uh and it's, and it's tough. So until then, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Chris Caputo. We'll see you guys Monday. We're going to continue uh, the role of Slash here. The Summer Slash is, I guess, bleeding into the main show now next week. So we'll see you Monday when we review Starlight from the man himself. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to the Guns in Radio podcast. And now, give it up for your hosts, Chris Caputo and Dustin Bones. Woo! It's the Guns in Radio podcast. Wait, what episode is this right now? Uh, well, <laughs> right now it's 114, but if last week was any indication, who fucking knows? Yeah, so for those who listened to last week's episode, and I said 112, it was supposed to be episode 112, but then, you know, Axel decides, oh yeah, let's just drop a song at fucking midnight randomly, and so huh? we, we on a whim just said, listen, we gotta celebrate this, you know, monumentous moment in GNR history. Right, and how the fuck was we supposed to know? Because look, last week, y'all motherfuckers got spoiled on this show. Y'all got the main episode on Monday, you got the Rick show on Wednesday, you got the bonus show on Thursday, which by the way, thank you for that, uh, whatever it was you did that oh, we yeah. were celebrating. And, <laughs> yeah, that's TikTok got, followers, baby. Yeah, okay, that one, yeah, that's what it was. And uh, then you got uh, the Silkworms live stream on Friday, or actually yeah. that night. Yeah, it was midnight. Well, then Friday, so that was Friday. Yeah. Then I taped again with Rick on Saturday, and we had Shotcast on Saturday, <laughs> and then yesterday I was like, damn, feels weird not putting something on the fucking podcast stream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. Yeah, but, shit. Uh, we've been, we've been, yeah, it was a hell of a lot of content. Hope you guys uh, check that out on gunsradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts at. Um, get through it. Get through that archive, baby, because more is coming. More is coming this week, especially. Oh, yeah. Are we doing a bonus show this week? Yeah, which reminds me, we did, um, <laughs> after, you know, our, our live stream stuff and uh, all the, all the, a few, got a few eyes on us. So we have hit over 250 followers on Twitter now. We're at almost 260, actually, as of this Ooh, recording. Nice. So there will be a poll uh, put up probably around the time. Well, I guess this is going to be for, wait, when's this come in? Monday, <laughs> yeah. Like a week from so, today, like. so probably after this drops, whatever. If you're getting this early on Guns and Radio, you're gonna have to wait another week. But if you're listening to it as uh, it releases, uh, there will be a poll up on our Twitter at Guns and Radio Pod. Uh, it's gonna be a Guns and Roses theme one. We gotta cover. We gotta get some more out of the, the GNR backlog. Got a couple demos and a couple stuff from the Illusions album, both of them, which we haven't really covered much. Actually, we covered like already over half of Chinese Democracy. And like nothing from that, <laughs> those two albums. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. a mix of all that stuff. It's gonna be like illusions era demos plus stuff from the like the the main albums there. So definitely cast your vote in the poll there. Um, check it out twitter.com forward slash guns and radio pod. But we got a lot to talk about tonight because tonight we're gonna continue that trend of good music because tonight we're actually going to be listening to Starlight 
by Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and The Conspirators. And also, uh, before I introduce our guests, we got two guests coming on tonight. And uh, before I introduce them, I do want to say Caputo is kicking my ass at Setless Fantasy Football, guys. We can't Woo! I have not won a game yet. Not yet. I came close on the, the, the Tuesday show, but if you wanna if you're if you're really interested in setless fantasy football, go to our Discord and go to the tour update section and uh, you can see uh when's game five gonna take place. Today at the time that we're recording this is yeah. August 9th. This will air I don't know, what's nine plus seven? Y'all figure that out. I don't fifteen. Math is hard. Yeah, August yeah. 15th. There we go. Yeah. That's when this is going to air. So uh, what what shows have we got coming up? Oh, so after August um, – actually, sorry, August 16th. I just – because I'm not – I'm at the tours right now. So this will be uh, August 16th. So when this airs, we'll, they'll be in Denver, Colorado at the uh, Dick's Sporting Good Park. Dick's, <laughs> huh? Yeah. King Dick. King Dick. Uh, Thursday, August 19th or, uh, in L.A., and then Sunday, August 22nd in Portland, Oregon. All right. Well, we'll see how setless fantasy football goes. From the way things are looking, it looks like I'm going to get my ass kicked three more times. But yeah, brother. We'll see what happens. We'll I'm see going Undertaker happens. on these motherfuckers right now. That's fine. I'll get you back. I'll get you back. You wait till Motley Crue fucking starts touring. Uh, <laughs> That's they it. Play, they play the same shit every night. I know I can win this one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But guys, uh, we've got two guests tonight for on the show that uh, both got to get, were both simultaneously at the show in where was it? D- 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 Detroit. Detroit, Detroit, Detroit. Yeah, Comerica Park like. in Detroit, Michigan. And uh, we're going to be joined by Frostbite here. You may have known him if you listened to uh, Getting Dizzy with It. Yeah, that one episode. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> when I called him randomly in the middle of the night, <laughs> like. <"Pop." laughs> in from the side of the road <laughs> yeah one of the benefits on our patreon is is that one of us will call you but one of the side effects is is i might get drunk <laughs> which happened by the way we didn't get a chance to talk about that we were going to talk about it on gn extra last week before all the craziness erupted but it actually happened and i feel like i kind of owe caputo an apology no, I don't care. Please, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I got shit randomly, faced. <laughs> just randomly like Facebook messed video to me. I'm like, oh, what the hell's going on? And he's like, oh, hey. Shit faced? I, I was like, oh, this is probably just random. Maybe it was like betting like his girl's like, yeah, Caputo will totally answer. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was shit faced and calling random. I called my dad. I called Caputo. <laughs> I called Rick and then I realized, no, nah, this motherfucker ain't awake. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so I think I let it ring like once, and Becky's like, "Do you know what time it is?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, hey, this motherfucker goes to bed at like 6 So it didn't happen. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd appreciate it next time if you get drunk that you don't send me the butthole pics. <laughs> no promises. No promises. <laughs> I'll tell you who will though. Don't give Rick your phone number. Oh God! <laughs> You're getting calf backs all looking to his street. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting that I told the cat fax story on here. Oh man! So you went to dude? You went on a fucking whim to yep. all the way from I'm guessing around about Birmingham. 
a little north of Birmingham. Uh, I'm about an a little about an hour north of Birmingham, about halfway between Birmingham and Huntsville. So how was that fucking drive? How well, long it's, did it's, you... The GPS says you know if you just drive it straight through, it's over ten hours. You know. But then obviously stop, stopping for gas and food. Oh. and I thought he was going to oh. be like, yeah, but I got it done in six. Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> it's a long drive, especially when you're by yourself. Making drives like that suck. I think oh, it was, I think it was, I, I, yeah, I, I drove myself. And then I think, I think I left my house around 10 a.m. And it was 1130 p.m. when I checked into my hotel room in Detroit. And I gained an hour, so because I'm in Central Time and Detroit's in Eastern, so so I guess the trip, t- I guess the trip took me about probably about twelve hours total. Damn. Okay. Well, that still sucks, but I mean, I mean yeah. I'm, now, now I made the trip back a lot faster. You know, I made a few stops on my way up. I stopped, like I stopped in Indianapolis on my way up. To at a record store and look around for a little while just to break up the drive. Yeah, stretch your legs. Yeah, get rid of the cramps. Mm-hmm. The butt yeah, cramps. Uh... <laughs> Man, I hate long rides. When I go back down to Mississippi from time to time, like I, I'm the same way. I have to stop and walk around and uh, and uh, break it up a little bit. What's well, uh, you caught? You're caught in the in between of like wanting to get out and get around. And then the other half of your mind said, well, the, the faster you just drive straight through it, the faster you can get done and be out right. and done with the drive. So you're yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, but it still sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, had so, a, I, mean, was, I, had a, I had a thing here that I was going to play when you came on, but I can't <laughs> seem to find the son of a bitch now. God damn it. <laughs> uh, in typical Guns and Radio fanfare, we fuck up. We always fuck up, dude. Don't you fucked play. up. You fucked okay, up. We'll do it live. <laughs> there we go. There. Because I picked you out a theme song. Third man gets a theme song, so I was yeah, giving you a theme song. Darude Sandstorm. That should be the theme song. You recognize this, Caputo? I don't know, but it sounds pretty catchy. <laughs> it's Glacier from WCW. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> I, I wish I wish I was more of a wrestling fan, but I'm not. Sadly, I'm not. Oh, you don't so, want to yeah. be for Glacier, you know. A lot of the references will be lost on me. <laughs> yeah, it's better this way. I'm gonna yeah. say, I think I'd be more of a wrestling fan if I never heard of Glacier. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, dude. So you went to the show. Yep. Uh, I, I take it you were able to find a hotel. That couldn't have been cheap. You probably spent what you fucking saved on a ticket in a hotel. Tell the, the story hotel like you told it to me. Tell the story like you told it to me about finding the ticket and everything. Okay, so well, I've been thinking about doing the show for a while anyways just because it was on August 8th on Sunday and August 8th was my birthday, so oh, yeah, I thought... Birthday. So, I, I, so I was like... I was like I was already thinking about doing the show because I was like, well, when am I going to have another chance to see my favorite band on my birthday? Uh, True. But I hadn't committed to doing it. Uh, I knew I was going to trying to go buy a new car that weekend. 
And so I had to wait to figure uh, all that out. And uh, and so I had, you know, figured out somebody to go with me to pick up my the new car that I was going to buy, which was north of Atlanta. So that's about three hour drive from my house. And wait, so did we you buy went. This car from Tom Zutat. <laughs> no, but now that I think about it, I should I should have seen what he's got. You should have. He would have gave you some CDs uh, of Tesla demos. I was gonna say that that would have made the the story uh, full circle if it would have been. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no. So we went, we bought the car, and we ate in Atlanta, and then we started driving back. I don't know. We might have we. I don't think we're too far into our drive back, and uh, we had to stop by a gas station and use the restroom and all that. I was waiting on my buddy to come back out, and while I was outside waiting for him by the car. I was just on my phone, and uh, at this point in time, I'd already been watching tickets, and tickets had already been – they had already been cutting the price on tickets. So pit tickets, the last I checked them a couple days for this, were like 89 bucks at the time. And so I was already thinking about going because I was like, man, that's already super cheap. Pit tickets are usually like 250 Uh But then when I was waiting on my buddy, I got on Facebook, and then somebody in the uh, GNR fan spot group uh, – had posted something and said something about Detroit tickets had dropped in price again that morning. And so I got on Ticketmaster and hopped over and checked on it and pit tickets had dropped down to $59. And, uh, as my buddy was coming about, I was already working on checking out with my ticket and told him, I said, yeah, I'm leaving in the morning to Detroit. They just dropped ticket prices to 60 bucks for pit tickets. So I was like, I said, he said, he said, so I guess you are making the drive in the morning. I said, I guess so. I just bought the ticket. So I'm committed now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So did, how close to the stage did you get? I mean, I was close. Uh, I wasn't like leaned right on the rail because uh, I swear I picked like the slowest. Like I'd been there waiting all morning. So, you know, I was still, you know, there was just like t- these other few people in front of me and I was like between them and they were shorter. So it wasn't a problem. Uh, but uh, I would have been, you know, leaned right on the rail if I swear I hadn't picked the slowest line for each thing going in. Because when we go into the uh, the the baseball park, then you had to go to the table on the left to get your uh, wristband to go to the floor. And this old lady there, she was so slow. <laughs> I picked the I had to pick the slowest person. She was trying to she couldn't work the hole puncher on your ticket, and then trying to get your wristband on was super slow. And all these other people that had chose the other guy next to my right or left, they were just putting on bands, putting on bands. And this little old lady couldn't move, God, get anything oh, on. I was waiting. I was like, I was there with my arm. I was like shaking my arm, like, come on, put the armband on it. And so then, but then, then you go down in the, to the field and go up to the gate where they have the pit. And you had somebody else down there checking your ticket and giving you another wristband for the pit. And again, the woman there was just, she couldn't get, she couldn't get this it was a plastic wristband that has a little plastic piece that pops through again. I, back that line was backed up that I went to there and she was this woman down there. Couldn't get these wristbands on. And so, you know, I mean, I still, luckily I was, you know, it didn't stop me from getting a good spot, but you know how it is when you're going for those, trying to get up to the, one of those rail spots, you know, it's, you know, you got to get up there quick. And so, I mean, there were people that had come in behind me that were getting up there before me just because I happened to have the worst luck at picking the line to go through to get my wristband, apparently. Are you chatting, young man? Are you a conjure tonight? Rock and roll!
there was one there was one of their security women there she was like yelling she was like yelling like walk walk they ain't going nowhere and all i wanted to yell back <laughs> yeah if you want a good spot though they're going <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Oh man, I've gotten in trouble for running a few times. What you learn to do is the power walk. Well, no, look, well, that's the thing. That's what we were doing. We weren't. Nobody was even running because one of the women that was there was about three of us like staggered, all power walking. Like we weren't running. We were like just walking, like power walking. And she was like, "Walk, walk." They ain't going nowhere. The other woman goes, "We are walking." <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it was both uh, of my feet. If one of my feet is on the ground before the other one comes up. That's walking, motherfucker. It don't matter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I got there. I'd been there since about a little after 10 a.m. that morning. Uh, yeah, which was fine. Uh, there were only a couple people there waiting when I got there, so I was pretty happy with that because uh, I, I talked I to a buddy that. I, well, I have some buddies that you know go to these shows, and I I messaged him the day before, and I was like, I was like. How are these crazy people get to the stadium to wait outside? He goes because he, he, he well, that's what he said. He said he said it depends. He says sometimes it's eight eight o'clock in the morning, and I was like, man. Me and Rick always got there at seven. Well, so well, luckily there was when I got there. There was one dude that said he had been there since seven. But when I got there, there was maybe six or seven people there. So it wasn't like six or seven people was nothing. So I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, no. you still can see, you still can get a good view uh, and everything. So, did anything else happen before the show? You see, I saw you, I saw you on Facebook where you po- bumped into some people. And uh, I did get in, uh, I, I, was, I was watching your live stream when, you, when they were doing, um, uh, what do you call it, rehearsal. And I could have swore you and I were Facebook friends. And then I went to send you a happy birthday comment, and then I was like, oh, shit, it won't let me. And I was like, fuck, I ain't even friends with this dude. I could have sworn. <laughs> because you added me, and I accepted it. And, well, one, when you when I got your thing, I tried to accept it from my notification bar, and it, and it took me to a completely different page. And I clicked the accept button, and it didn't just accept it on that page. It took me another page and ended my stream. And I was like, damn it. And But then I was like, I thought we were already friends. Because I went to our... Facebook message. We had been messaging on Facebook before. And I'm like, how are we not friends? But we had talked on Facebook before. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy how this shit works. And then, uh, yeah. but but yeah, so I did sound check, which I mean, wasn't nothing interesting happened during sound check. Uh, uh, but yeah, but then the video, you know, you see a lot of shuffling around and craziness because when they started sound check was when the people decided to come up out to set up all the metal detectors and tables and stuff. So we were, I was helping the group of people I was with dragging all their chairs back and cause we were all the way oh. up against the gates to the park and they come and set up 20 or 30 feet out, you know, to do the lines out. So how was the weather while you were waiting? Hot. Oh, I drink. I had like a couple quarts of water. I went through and then I drink two monsters and, uh, and then not staying hydrated is a fucking mistake. We've talked about well, that story on here. Well, it was, it was so hot though. It must have just been sweating out because, like, uh, once you got we, I got our spot up front. There was no leaving to get more drinks. Uh, and then, oh, uh, hell no, that's why you wear dark pants to a concert. Well, well, I didn't have that problem, but uh, but I could, but like, so we got up there, you know, about maybe close to. They let us in probably around five so you know not a few minutes after that we were up front and uh 
so from five till I left at like eleven thirty that night, I didn't drink anything, and I I was dehydrating by the end of the night already, even though I drink a couple quarts of water, you know, throughout the whole day leading up to it. Was it? it was there an opening act? Uh, yeah, Wolfgang Van Halen's band opened. Oh, nice. Yeah, man, has been opening How for this whole tour so far. Oh, they were really good. I mean, I don't, I didn't know. I'm not familiar, super familiar with their album. I'd only heard like the first single that they had done. So, but they were really good, and uh, and I didn't actually uh, know this until they come out and played. But the guitarist, I was like, man, that guitarist looks familiar. And I looked it up to see if it was him, and it was. Uh, Frank Sidoris is playing guitar in Wolfgang Van Halen's band, which is Holy the shit. other guitarist in Slash's band. So that's awesome. Nice. Well, guys, Matt Manzella is here with us, the the guitar master himself. Speaking of guitars, yeah, and uh, he was also at the show in uh, Detroit. Hey, what's happening, guys? What's going on? What's up? Uh, not a lot, man. We asked you guys to be here to share your experience in Detroit with us, and. Uh, did you uh, did you get in on the sweet cheap ass tickets like uh like Frost did? I did not. I don't know how much mine were. Um, I have to give a quick shout out to my fiance Julia. She bought me uh, tickets for my birthday actually, and I know they were a lot. We were, we were pretty close. I know they were very expensive, so uh, I can't tell you how much. I don't know, but uh, it was a great birthday gift. Were you in the pit? Just above it, so probably maybe seven or eight rows above it in the in the actual stands. Okay, I was thinking if you guys were in the pitch, you guys might have moshed into one another. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> but, uh, so so let's talk about let's talk about the event here. Oh wait, by the way, Matt, did you get the slow old lady giving out the wristbands like Frost here? <laughs> No, I was there. Was it to get down into the pit or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Oh, it was. The, no, sorry. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, you had to. Get, you had to get two separate wristbands. You had to get one wristband to go on the floor, and then once you got to the floor, you had to go to another line to get a wristband for the pit. And both both lines I got to had slow ladies handing out these wristbands. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it looked cool. I, it, it, I mean, they had like their own bar down there and their own bathrooms. It was awesome. But- so uh, I was looking at the, I was watching some people's live streams because I mean, I'm glad it, it's, it's cool that we got two people here to talk about it. Two people that we know that were at the show because nobody was at this fucking show, dude. Like we, I was yeah, watching. Look, yeah. It, it looked like it might've been half full the place. I agree. Yeah. I thought that myself. The middle was completely empty. The people that were streaming it on Facebook when I was watching it were all the way in the back. So everybody was either all the way in the back or all the way in the front. The middle section was completely empty. You're exactly right. I I saw them in 2016 at Ford Field, which is where the Detroit Lions play. And, man, it it seemed like twice as many people. Like, I couldn't believe how many open seats there were last night. What do you think's going on? You think it's just the uncertainty certainty of the pandemic situation? I so, think so. I mean, I compared to compared to 2016. First off, I think the tickets were more expensive this time around, and I think there's just a lot of people that are still kind of gun shy. Like, hey, man, we're we're not in the best of circumstances with the pandemic. So I think I'm just spitballing here. I feel like maybe some people held off on going to an event of that size. You know. 
Well, I, I think there's probably some of that, but I was also told one of the reasons was because when we were outside waiting, the guy I was waiting with, these paramedics drove by that I don't know that they were working in the area, but they knew him and stopped by and talked to us. And they were talking about, you know, I guess people that they know that work there or whatever that talking to. And, uh, but they said the re- one, another reason that it wasn't selling was the, the Canadian border still wasn't open. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think yeah, of that, too. Exactly yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I think, I, which they said, the way they explained it was seemed backwards to me because they said Americans can, can go into the Canada from the Canadian border, but Canadians can't come through to the American side. I yeah. said, I said, that seems, I said, that seems backwards. You think we wouldn't care that they wouldn't want us up there. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, we can come in by right. air, but we can't go through like by fucking car, which is like, doesn't make so, sense to me. So, I so and, and, the last and, time I heard of somebody smuggling out a Canadian, it <laughs> <laughs> was like a hundred years ago, probably. So, <laughs> and so Detroit right there is you literally, when I was coming in, you literally take a right turn and you're in Canada. So I imagine that there's probably usually a lot of people that just come right over for shows there. Oh, yeah, it's like a two-hour drive from where I live. I remember I went a few years ago to catch some uh, hockey games and shit there. It was like literally two, two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you guys think of the show? Like, uh, what was the best song of the night? Because I know what it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, we already talked about that. The, the only song that was just bad was better. Better was bad. Like, I don't know what... Everything else, he was on... He was like on the top of his game, but better sounded terrible the whole way through. That's the only one I saw. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Like even Slither, like he, he, I think Slither was really good that night. He's, he started to say a lot of the songs he's singing in a lower register and, and I, and they sound better when he sings them like that. So I agree. Uh, I want to know, Matt, what is your thoughts on this new absurd song that we have? I am not a fan at all. Like I, I I'm going to be brutally honest, man. Like I heard it and, and I've heard, you know, the previous incarnation of it, but I heard it. I'm like, my first honest thought was like, I can't believe they released this. Like somebody that someone gave them the green light to release. It. It's, it's just awful. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I think it's one of those songs that is, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's, you got to be, I think a lot of it too, you had to have been there through the whole silkworms coming and going situation and the leaks mm-hmm. uh, and all that shit. I, I was the same way. Like, why the fuck are they doing absurd of all things? I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I was stoked that we were getting new music. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that the, the, the heat has died down a little bit on it, uh I probably wouldn't give that a four and a half like I did in the live stream. The other yeah, day. I'd probably nick mine down about a half star, I'd say. Yeah. But uh, what about you, Frost? What do you think about it? I think it's okay. Uh, which, I mean, I even said that the other night when it when you know it was released, when you guys had went live. I don't, uh, I don't love the song. Uh, I still think it's a fun song just because it's new. Uh, and, you know, live, it was, I mean, it's fun. And, uh, and it seems like you know they have perf- fun performing it. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, it seems like they're they they're enjoying performing it, and they, Axel seems like he's enjoying doing it. And uh, 
so I mean, like even though they're not like I said, I'm, I might give it like right in the middle, like a three out of five. Like it's it's okay. It's not, and I think the new version that they've worked up is a lot better than like the original demos. Like I like that that it you know would slash his guitar over it, and it doesn't have all that electronic sounding. They they got rid of a lot of that, I think. So so I think it sounds a lot better than the uh, you know previous versions of it do for sure. Well, Matt, what do you think about the guitar work on it? I think it's cool, but it doesn't go with it. Like, like I, I listened to it a few times. Like, obviously, Slash's playing is awesome. It sounds great. But I, I think considering how lackluster the song is, I think he did the best he could with it guitar-wise. But, I, I'm, you know, you'll never hear me not love something Slash does. I love everything he does, but... You know, I, I don't know. I think the song just takes away from his, his guitar playing. What was your favorite part of the show? Man, it, it probably you could be mine. Like, I, I as a guitar dork, and I know a lot of guys can relate to this, like, for me, like, and, and you guys have probably picked up on this too, is like Slash obviously, like, switches guitars for certain songs. and mm -hmm. You kind of know what to expect. And, like, as a wrestling dork myself, as I know you guys are, like mm -hmm. it's almost like when you were growing up and you'd see Shawn Michaels from like different eras wearing different, <laughs> like you just knew, like that's kind of how I feel with Slash. Like you know certain songs, what what he's gonna come out playing. So as a dork for me, it's just to see all the different crazy gear he brings out with him. You know. Was um, what about you, Frost? What was your favorite song of the night? I don't know. It's hard to it's. It's hard to pick a moment from the show that stands out because there was nothing unexpected that happened at that show. It was, you know, same set list. I didn't really change anything out. Uh, you know, you know, I'm glad I got to hear Absurd live, but, you know, I knew I was going to hear it. Obviously, they just released it, so I expect them to still play it. Uh, it was cool getting to hear You're Crazy because I've never got to hear that live before. Uh I was hoping that they were going to still keep Dead Horse on the set, but they didn't. Because I've not got to hear that one, so they didn't play. They didn't play Dead Horse, so I've still not got to hear it live. The uh, they did it during sound check, so I guess that was as clo close as I'm going to get. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, here, let me help you out. Picture the sound check. Well, sometimes I feel like I'm baby in a well, well, well I, I, another thing we should talk about too was there was a, there was a few issues at this show the other night too. You know, like there had been previous complaints about you know some issues at like the uh, what was it the Hershey show that they had a few technical issues at. Yeah, yeah with the sound. Yeah, they had some at this show. There was at the end of Welcome to the Jungle, Slash's whole guitar rig went out on him. Oh, they, they he had guys running around him trying to hook him back up and figure out what was wrong with him and the band just keeps playing like <laughs> the drum Duff and uh, Frank just keep playing leading up into the part where Axel's, you know, about to, you know, come in and scream that, you know, where you are. And, and that, that was extended for a couple minutes while they were trying to fix Slash's guitar. <laughs> so Axel's like, you know where you are. Hurry uh, the fuck uh, up over there. <laughs> Toss the mic. I don't know what it, I don't know what happened. Like, you know, I could see Sla there before it went out completely, you could see Slash yelling over at somebody about something was wrong with it or whatever. And then, but then his guitar just goes out completely at a certain point. What was you going to say, Matt? No, I noticed that too. I, it was, and it was also like an intro to another song. I wish I remember what song, but <clears throat> the same type of thing with the intro where like his guitar cut out and 
Axel kind of had to keep riffing and just talking. And, he, you know, he's like, well, we were going to tell you, but his guitar cut out. It, it was awkward. And <laughs> there were probably two or three times where Slash had to run off stage and swap his guitar out because he was just, it was just, Signal was just dead. Now, I heard yeah. Axel got pissed off at the show at one point. That, that was the other thing that I was about to say, too. There was, he about slipped off his like ego box that he has up front with, you know, that with his uh, lyrics on it that he jumps up onto. He about slipped off. Was it, was it during Knocking on Heaven's Door that he about slipped off? I can't remember what song. I think it might have been Knocking on Heaven's Door. We've yeah, always I, called Axel a couple of times. <laughs> no, it could be. I didn't even know. This is news to me. This is interesting. I, I, I didn't yeah, so he goes to step off the back and he about slips and falls and. He quit singing. Like, you know, when he quit singing, he split to switch, you know, to go off the main speakers to talk to the in-ears, the guys off stage. And for up front, he was going off. He was screaming at him. He was cussing at him. All I could make out was he was using generous use of the word fucking. <laughs> I, he was going off. I looked back at one of the guys I've been hanging out with like that. I was like, oh, shit, Axel's pissed. What's he about to do? And, he, uh, and then he ends up flipping his mic back on, sings a line walks back to like the drum riser, flips his mic back off, and then he starts, you can see him cussing at him again into the mic. Like, I mean, you could make out something about, I don't know if he was complaining, you know, that it was slick on there and something about cleaning this fucking shit up or, you know, I don't know what it was, but he was, <laughs> he was yelling at him, getting pissed. I mean, you could tell he was, I could, all I could make out from reading his lips was the cuss words that he was saying. That's all I could make out. He was like, ah, there he is. There he is. There's the guy we all know and love. Get that guy. <laughs> oh, man. He, he finished out the show for a second there. I was like, oh, man, is he about to <laughs> – he might, he might be getting ready to storm off again. I think it was Kansas City. No, no, maybe – no, it was Atlanta. One of the times that me and Rick went to see them in Atlanta uh, – I remember we were in the front row, and that's exactly what happened. Axel jumped up on his box that's uh, over his monitor, and when he jumped up on it, he goes like this right here, and, and you see us in the front row, everybody's rocking out, and then everybody goes, oh, okay. <laughs> Body, sir. Oh, yeah, all the way to the fucking. <laughs> Take an axle home with you, kids. That's a souvenir. <laughs> Guys, to get me one of them hats. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you guys joke about it a lot, but, uh, and I've, I, this was my fourth time seeing them, but, but I don't ever remember him having this many, but, uh, Slash sure has a lot of guitar solos throughout the show now. Not even just like even. And songs, extended guitar solos, and so like even between songs, like I swear he did three or four separate guitar solo parts. What did just he like do? on his own. Oh, like 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 not even like an, uh, an extended intro or anything. Just yeah, some of them weren't even a part of songs. Like some of them were just him doing. But I mean, there were those too. You know, like Rocket Queen was long because he does his whole extended thing in Rocket Queen. But then Fortis also has like an extended solo in Rocket Queen, and then. Yeah, it's like a ten minute Slash thing that whole just, song. Slash was just drunk and playing what the fuck. <laughs> and then and then in uh knocking on heaven's door, you know, obviously that one's got a huge extended 
But then he also he does this. I don't I don't know what they call his solos or whatever. He's got the he does this, he was doing this one that was really cool that was like this little this like kind of like funky kind of blues kind of solo that he that he did in between. Uh, that one was really cool though. What about you, Matt? Did you see? Uh, what do you think about uh, the extended solos? Did you notice anything? <laughs> I, I noticed that too. They did, it did seem like he did more. I know exactly what he was talking about that blues thing. It was they basically just did maybe like a five or ten minute blues jam where he just soloed over it. And I thought it was cool. The more guitar playing of his, I can see the better. But I, me personally, I thought the solo spot they did with him and Richard Fortas back in 2016 was was way better. I just thought I, I don't know if it was just is playing. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I enjoyed the solo spot better a couple of years. Is that when they did Funk Forty Nine? No, that was when they right before November Rain. I think they did. Um, was it Wish You Were Here with like a little bit of Layla oh, okay. from Clapton? I think. Okay. I like. I liked when they did. I know back they did it in twenty sixteen. They didn't. They didn't do it now. I was hoping that they were uh, going to do it at the show, and they actually sound checked it, but they didn't do it. Leading into Patience, they used to do Wild Horses. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and and they did play Wild Horses at Soundcheck though, but they didn't do it leading into Patience during the encore though. So I was kind of disappointed about that because I like, well, or the, not not wild not Wild Horses. Uh, I think they soundchecked uh, Angie actually. I think they soundchecked not Wild Horses. Okay, uh-uh. I know they used to do Wild Horses back in the day. Yeah, that was the, like the 93 tour, I think they did that. Even earlier, I think. Did, did they not? Has it been that far back? Did, did, they, did they not do that in 2016? I think, I I think they did it in 2016. I think I saw them do that in Atlanta in 2016. I think they did I could be wrong. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I always thought there was a staple of the illusions thing. Well, Frost, let me ask you one last question about it. Was it worth the trip and the... The 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 headache and the the sleep deprivation that you're still probably experiencing. Oh yeah, I only got three hours of sleep in the past like 24 hours, so I'll be going to bed early tonight because I got to be at work in the morning. But no, it was a good time. Like I, you know, made sure I loaded up on some merch. I'm wearing my. Uh, let's see if I can get it to focus on my. Oop, wrong way. Got the uh, the Robocop shirt. Oh, it's fucking awesome! Oh, so yeah. awesome. I saw that poster they fucking did. That was kick ass. And then, well, and then I got. We well, even got the lithograph. Nice. Oh, that's, so oh that's dope. Man, I'd kill for one of those. That's fucking sick. Man, the man and the reset. They didn't. They didn't waste no time before the show hadn't even started yet, and these posters were already up on eBay. Holy <laughs> shit. That didn't take too fucking long, did it? <laughs> Wait. We were. What did you pay I, for that? They were fifty bucks a piece. Oh well, they're about three hundred now. Yeah, I saw them for three hundred on eBay today. Jesus. Well, no, the the ones from Boston were selling for five and six hundred. Wow. Damn. God damn, dude. I know one one of the Boston ones because I was looking them up when we were waiting outside the other shows. What they were going for on eBay. And I know, I know, I saw one of the Boston ones. I think sold for six hundred and ten dollars. I think is what it sold for. Whoa! Wow! I'm gonna give you young kids some advice, and I know Matt here will agree with me. After a certain age, you're gonna buy the poster instead of the t-shirt because t-shirts fade, and you will get fat, especially if you get married. <laughs> and, and I also got one of the 
the kids' shirts. Oh, <laughs> sweet. I survived. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Well, Matt, before we get in our song of the day, man, uh, I can't have you on the show and not get an album update out of you, man. I'm yeah. getting close. Yeah, I'm getting close. I know every time I talk to you guys, I'm inching closer and closer. Um, I actually just recorded two songs on Saturday. Probably got maybe two or three more to go, and then I'm going to start mixing stuff. So we're getting a lot closer than I was last time I talked to you guys. Well, that's that's good, man. Awesome, awesome. We'll be looking for that to drop and everything. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, yeah. You think you're going to have something for us to play in a couple of, about a month? Probably not that soon, but uh, I still got to find a singer, man. Like the music will be, the music part, you know, I can handle and get that done. But man, the search for a singer is going to be a tough one. Oh, yeah, man. I'm going to tell you, a good singer can be like almost impossible to find. Yeah, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. No. What, what do you do when you uh, when you're looking for somebody to uh, to sing? Do you have a process? Like, do you have like auditions and shit, or uh, what do you do? I guess I'm gonna find out, man. Just kind of, really, I think step one is just kind of reaching out to a network of you know fellow musicians, and really, that's the best way to do it is word of mouth. Just ask around other guitar players, you know, hey, who you work with. Uh, go from there, you know. Just kind of. It, it, you know, there's a certain sound I'm looking for, but, and that's, you know who I want to sing on my shit is Rod Jackson. I've told you guys a million times, like, that dude, to yeah. me, is, like, the perfect rock singer. Oh, shit, hit up Brando, then. Is that right? He knows him? Brando, I think has I, I think he's interviewed Rod Jackson once or twice. I'm pretty times. sure, yeah. Oh, my if, goodness. If that anybody dude, can get him, it's going to be Brando. Yeah, man. He was my favorite. I love that guy's voice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I just oh, got God. a question. Yeah. So I heard that you was looking for a singer. And I'm just gonna tell you, you're you're very much in luck. Because it turns out that uh, you know, Motley Crue's not going back on tour for a little while. And I might can find a generous in my heart. To come throw down some legs for you. <laughs> come, come see him at the county fair. Yeah, okay, Vince. You're playing you're uh, on your new tour, you're playing a club called Hippopotamus, which is just very apropos of what you look like right now. So <laughs> Yeah, no problem. I'll be right here, bitch. <laughs> oh God. Vince Neil, man, honestly. Uh he's he just terrorizes the show sometimes. The real Vince Neil, yep. Yeah. That is the real Vince Neil, actually, by the way. If you think you'd have have his contact info blocked by now. I've, I've got him blocked. I don't know how the fuck he keeps getting in. He must, he must, he must be have that fancy VPN y'all used to advertise. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only one who bought it from us. <laughs> no wonder they didn't pay us. Well, good. I made two cents off him, that bastard. 
Oh, man. We got to find that commercial for the STDs with Vince Neal. We'll talk about that off air because I wanted to yeah. put that in our greatest moments. Cause... That's definitely an honorable mention for sure. <laughs> Well, guys, do you guys uh, have any uh, other thoughts about the show the other night before we uh, before we move on to our song of the day? Do you guys want to stick around for the song of the day, by the way? I'll stick around, but I got a yeah, quick that's... question. Maybe you guys can answer this. Why is there no pyro or um, confetti during this tour? Do you guys know? Because they got to pay Fernando with something. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they're probably just cutting back on things because of, uh, I don't know. It was uh, weird. Maybe a pandemic thing or like they're just cutting back on shit. Maybe, yeah, maybe, like, yeah, it was weird though. Like I didn't, I didn't like that they did the pyro like on the video screens. Like they, well, like, when they did live and let die, like you would see flames shoot up on the video screens. But I, I it was kind of cheesy. I thought. Well, I can tell you why that is because those videos where you see the flames shoot on the screen, you're supposed to also see flames in real life, and then it's not as bad. Mm-hmm. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, it just seemed weird. It was just. I don't know, especially but, an outdoor baseball stadium. You think that'd be perfect for pyro? I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of people have been complaining that they're not doing it, but I mean, I don't. It didn't really make a difference to me either way, with with or without it. Honestly, so. Do you think they're understaffed like everybody else is right now? Probably, yeah. Because now I think with um, all these, I guess the crews, uh, crews who work behind the scenes, like for concerts and shit, are probably just coming back now. Maybe a lot of them are still not fully back yet. I don't know. It could be. They're probably, yeah, it's probably a labor shortage, maybe. Who knows? Do I want to go get cussed out by Axl Rose every night, or do I want to sit at home and get this check? Or do I just want to be on Vince well, Neil's rider? <laughs> right. Well, and, and I don't know, so I guess we'll also see if the big tours keep going on because, heck, I, they're already starting to cancel stuff. They just canceled Jazz Fest in New Orleans for this year. I heard, yeah. I heard, um, yeah, like Limp Bizkit canceled all their August dates, I guess, you know, no one cares. But sure, I heard about that. <laughs> all seven people are bummed. Yeah, it's, it's all it's it's sorry guys. You can't see you know old man Durst now. In public. I was about to say what 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 y'all didn't all go go out and buy that new what was it like dad vibes or what what was he what were they calling that new thing that they were doing? Bro, dude, I don't know. I was, I saw one. It's like uh, uh, someone's like what Fred Durst looks like Chris Jericho on Undercover Boss. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking died when I saw that. My favorite one, a buddy of mine, all he did was he shared on Facebook a picture of Fred Durst. And Matt, you'll like this joke. And he wrote, spend my days working hard on the go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Fred Durst is bringing the the get the fuck off my lawn vibes right now. (laughs) What a a time to be alive. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just when I thought, I was out of jokes about Fred Durst. Just when I had run, the well had run dry, and there he was goes and else to make one. fun of him. <laughs> he makes more for himself. This man is a meme. <laughs> you think he doesn't um, know that? Like he knows his. Oh place. come on! When when people like in like celebrities, like musicians, do this shit, they know they're like, I'm doing this to get a reaction, this good or bad, whatever. People. Lane. People's name is in your head and it's coming out your mouth at the end of the day. So Yeah, man, it worked well for him so far, it seems. Yeah, you're going to try that, Matt, next time you go on stage with the old man look I, and the Fu Manchu? I, and... I, you know what? I was quick to make fun of him, but I'm like, man, all of a sudden there's like a resurgence. Like, what was the statistic on how much their like album sales have gone? Was it like 27% they jumped up after 
and he started doing this whole gimmick. I'm like, apparently it works. So jokes on me. Yeah, that's news to me. I didn't hear about that, but like, shit, if it works, it works. I guess. Have there been have there been any like official like numbers yet on absurd yet? When will Um, we know what numbers it's done in the first week? It was number one on iTunes for a day. I don't know. If number one on, yeah, the rock charts on iTunes. I think it hit number 12 on, like, the overall tune, uh, charts, whatever. And I just saw the video they posted on YouTube, like, within a, within the weekend, hit a million so far. Nice. As of this recording. Yeah. I wonder if, it, I wonder if all, all that's going to be enough, to, like, it'll chart on, like, the main charts, like, the I'm hot 100 or anything. My local radio, media Shags and Trevor, to talk about it. I'm doing my best. Yeah, I don't even care what they say. I just want to hear their mm-hmm. thoughts on it. Yeah. Well, speaking of streams, I just saw this too. Like uh, Sweet Child of Mine hit a billion on Spotify. So, wow. <laughs> so yeah, they probably made a thousand dollars off that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made more money off this 33 years ago than we do now. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. You think the big guys are getting ripped off like you are? Uh, no, nah, I can't imagine. I mean, I, no, I, I think I, I, I think everybody gets ripped off from Spotify. I don't think they pay uh, anybody more money. I mean, I think <laughs> they sure don't pay us. <laughs> yeah. Well, for artists now, it's all about tours and merch. That's how you make all your money, basically. Yeah, it's true. I, I will say after after seeing the show the other night, I think, and, and I said it in the Discord. Uh, Axel doesn't sound as good as he did in 2016, but I think he probably sounds as best as he's ha- has. He sounds as best as he has since 2016, though. Uh, and so I think I think I might. I'm going to look more into it. I might try to make the Chicago show. I think, but I don't, I hadn't planned that far ahead yet. Uh, you want to hear Axel in his prime? Get that Iceland show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not in this lifetime prime, maybe. <laughs> That's YouTube Dustin Bones in his prime is what that is. <laughs> that is not me, by the way. Yes, we'll reiterate it every fucking week. It is I not, it's not you. The more the more that you say it's not you, the more it makes it seem like it is. <laughs> well, see, here's the reason I'm so I'm so set on making this point clear. Because it seems like every every week I'm getting his fan mail, and I'm like, "Listen, I appreciate it, <laughs> but but you got the wrong guy." Yeah. <laughs> I uh, like, if this were still the been- letter writing days where the fan mail came in the mail, this motherfucker would need to come to my house and pick up some goddamn envelopes because <laughs> yeah. this shit's getting old. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, his, the, the last batch he put out were pretty good ones. That hey, no lie, the, he put out a, a, a one of them doing "Kickstart My Heart." It actually yeah. sounds better than Vince. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, now don't yeah, we, use him into existence here. No, we did that once on an extra. Fuck. Now I will say I was very I loved when I went to my YouTube and it had uh, I don't remember what the song was but the thumbnail is of a live clip and uh, and uh, he even put the vivo in the bottom corner <laughs> <laughs> and he had like forty eight thousand views on that one and I looked at his view counts and that was the number one one and I'm convinced it's because he thought to put the little vivo logo on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's when he put a week ago. It's, uh, Guns and Roses back in action. 
What's what's it at now? Eleven thousand views. Oh, okay, I guess I was wrong. Yeah, this is the most uh, uh, one of them. It's still, yeah, it still looks like it's his most or second most viewed video though. Yeah, don't go breaking my heart. There is twenty k. Yeah, guns, uh, guns, two roses is now playing. Don't go breaking my heart in their set list. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, hopefully, they're going to be joining us for the finale. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, guys, let's go ahead. You guys want to get into Starlight and let's listen to the song that we've Sounds. all never heard before. And... <laughs> let's do it. A lot of build up for this hard rocking song here. When you talk about uh, Slash's blues riffs, Matt, is this kind of what you got in mind? You think like they, like what would you consider this as? I have more ballady. I mean, I, it's kind of outside of his typical style, which is what really kind of drew me into this song. It was something you know, it's kind of a little bit on the side of playing you really haven't heard from him. Is this the first song you did with Miles? This and Back From Cali, those are the two songs did on this album. Yeah, I think this was the first one. Yeah. I think Back From Cali was uh, recorded like last minute addition to the album. But I think this was the original one that he had reached out to Miles to do first. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the distance, light years from tomorrow, She is watching with sorrow. Let's be real. Is there one of us that hasn't heard this like a million times? <laughs> I That's a great song. Okay, let me ask you a question. You know what it's making me think of right now? And, and, and Frost, you'll appreciate this because you're from the South too. You know when you go to church and they're trying to guilt trip you into coming to pray so they start playing the slow music while the preacher starts rapping it up? <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is making me think of. It sounds like D- Dustin sounds like he went to a Baptist church. Pentecostal, actually. <laughs> uh. But you know what I'm talking about, though. See, he knows. <laughs> no, no one walks down, so they they sing one more chorus of the the song. <laughs> yeah. It's always hard when it's a good song because I just want to listen to the song and say fuck the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do we know who played... Go I was just say, do we know who play, who plays the other instruments on this track? Do, I, I don't I don't know if I've ever even looked that up because this was before he had the full conspirator lineup, right? Yeah, so. let me see. Um, yeah, I was about to say Caputo will be the one to tell us that. When I saw him touring this track. album, he was with the conspirators, but they were called Face for Radio at the time. Yeah, I I know well because I because they also had a bunch of guest spots. Like I know Duff played on some songs on the album and. 
but I don't know which one. It, I, I doubt this was one of them, but I'm just saying I know he had different guests throughout different songs. It, you know, besides just the different guest vocalists, he had different guests on instruments too. Hey Matt, yeah. have you ever wrote a power ballad before? Yeah, not not obviously nothing that good, but I yeah I wrote oh, well. ballads before. I sometimes you got to step outside your comfort zone and do them. You know, they can be fun. How do you what what different frame of mind do you need to be in? Do you have to make yourself sad when you're writing, or what or or what what goes into that? I I think for me personally, like I kind of will make it a point to listen to some power ballads. You know, I'm kind of like go back and listen to some stuff on Spotify that kind of gets you in that frame of mind. And just, I, I think really just kind of keeping an, keeping an ear out for the melody. I mean, once you start writing something that's kind of the, melodic in the sense of, of, you know, it's got kind of a ballad feel to it, it kind of sucks you in and kind of go from there. I mean, at least that's how I approach it. You know, I don't really need to, you know, go watch a dog get hit by a car or something and then go right after <laughs> it. You know, it's, I don't know. I, I guess I've been doing this long enough where it's like, all right, I, I know how to sit down and just go for it. But, uh, yeah, that's, this, this is as good of a ballad as you can get, though, honestly. When you write something really emotional, how do you then detach yourself from it to where you can play it and it not ruin your day? I, I can't say I've ever had that, like, an emotional attachment to the point where there's, you know, I've I write a lot of just, like, straight ahead rock songs you know so for me it's like i guess maybe there's songs that i've written at points in my life where something was bothering me and i guess just by default you kind of when you hear it it reminds you of that time but i i can't say i have anything that like really messes with me that i play i mean most of the stuff i play is more upbeat and just rock and roll stuff so i i you know i don't really have anything that has any emotional attachment as far as any negative emotions or anything and that would suck, though. You write this beautiful song, and to you, it means the whole world. And then, like, you sell it or you put it in your catalog, and they pick it up for like a fucking tampon commercial or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I think that there's always. I mean, for example, my, you know, without getting too crazy, I like, I wrote my album, wrote and recorded it while I was going through a divorce. So, oh. you know, for me, it was like. I look back and and I truly think this, like when I listen to that album, you know, my album, I'm like, I don't know that I could have written that had I not been going through that. So I, I guess to your point, like there is some validity to that. Like sometimes I think like, man, I, did, I, I really kind of w- went way outside my comfort zone with some of the stuff on there. And I'm like, you know, I honestly don't know if I could have written that if I wasn't going through a rough time in my life. And to some degree, you know, you're kind of thankful for that. Like, Hey, that, pulled that much more out of me yeah well, at least you get something out of it i mean whenever it's all said and done you've got yeah. this thing you created this piece of art so. yeah and it's i never look back on it as like oh man what a shitty point in my life i mean you just take it for what it is like, all right, that's just for those couple months i was bumming out and you know it it, it, it ended up being a blessing in disguise because you know, just write something that i'm not sure you know you you, you really can't just if things are going well, you can't just put yourself in that kind of mindset. You know, that's something you really got to go through something shitty to get, you know, that kind of motivated to do a whole album in like a month. So that's why I think all these songs from the eighties and shit are so damn good. Cause these guys were fucking homeless and living in skid row and shit. When exactly. they were all this shit. Yeah. And they're all rolling three hours and they're fucking iconic. 
No That's wonder exactly we ain't true. got a new GNR song. It's really hard to hear a song about Axel's mansion and his 19 different kinds of cheese he gets every night. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you made a, a rap record about that, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah, let's, dude. Let's, 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 we're traveling down a rabbit hole. Let's get back to it. <laughs> I'll, I'll be looking forward to that GNR Post Malone collab. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Post Malone's reviving every fucking rock star's career now. I'd listen to it. I like Post Malone. I'd give it a shot. They announce Axel's retiring and Miles is going to play for him. Yeah, you know, the fans oh, are being pissed. I, oh I don't know why everybody hates him. Do people hate him? I love that guy. In this community, yes. Really? <laughs> I know a lot of people that don't like his voice because they say he sounds too nasally. But it sounds like I will say this: when he sings the Guns and Roses shit, it sounds like it hurts. Yeah, it sounds. I love it, man. I, I've always thought that guy was a great singer. Like when he sings the shit that was written for him to sing, it sounds a whole lot better. To and this is just me. This is just this is my opinion. Uh, but when he sings some GNR stuff like Night Train, Night Train, when I hear Miles sing it, it sounds like it hurts. Like it makes my throat like I can feel my throat doing the things that his throat is doing right there. And I know I would be in a world of fucking pain. But uh, Chris, did you, to answer the question about the uh, about the uh, the fucking uh, the rest of the band, did you find that? Yeah, so of course Slash there, um, Chris Cheney on bass, and then as a guest drummer for this track, actually uh, Steve Ferrone, who's uh, best known as a member of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Hmm. Okay. I didn't know that. Nice. Okay. So who's on like bass and shit? Bass? Oh, um, uh, Chris Cheney. Okay. From uh, Jane's Addiction. Hmm. I was about to say, I, was about to say I didn't know who that was off the top of my head. Uh, let me tell you something. When it comes to Slash, if you, it went in doubt, it's probably Jane's Addiction or uh, what's the other one? Uh, the, uh, cheap Trick? No, 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 no. The rat. He did a lot of fucking shit with. Was that Slash? That was doing all the shit with Rat. No, no, someone else probably. I don't know. We're a hundred. We've done a hundred and fucking fourteen of these motherfuckers. At this point. Yeah, I was gonna say you're probably thinking of Hanoi Rocks. He did some stuff with Michael Monroe. We've done. I'm sorry. We've done a hundred and forty some shits of these because this is we. You know, so they kind of good shock ass. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of content here. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back into it. Epic breakdown here. Here we go.
put class of 2020 and still listen to this 10 years on first off that's not been that damn long bro i know it feels like it but yeah this it, would it make is. a good graduation song though i can see that yeah how would you say that I actually can actually really envision it yeah This was just Slash, too. Not yeah. even, I mean, I guess this yeah, was... Yeah, this was... Yeah, the Slash and Friends album. Yeah. Technically featuring Miles Kennedy, but not the Conspirators mm-hmm. just quite yet, so... Well, guys, let's give our final thoughts. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll let uh, either Frost or Ma- Matt go first, whoever wants to call it. I don't matter to me. I mean, I'll just say I'll go first, I guess. Uh, I, I think that's... As far as like when I got into the music, that's one of the early songs that I first got into. You know, it, it was it would have been summer of 2010 that I really started getting into the music that I am now, and that it was like right after this album had come out. So that was one of the first songs I probably heard from Slash. And uh, I remember when this album came out. And I don't. Now I'll be honest, like you know, hearing it now, I, heck, it's probably been a long time since I've actually listened, sat down and listened to the song. You know. But I guess it's kind of one of those things like, you know, when I first got into it, you know, I probably listened to it so much that now I don't really play it that much. Uh, and especially with it being more of a ballad type song, I don't go back to it a lot. You know, I play more of the you know, upbeat songs a lot more often. But uh, but hearing it, I mean, that's still like one of the songs I love to hear live. Both times I've seen Slap the Solo Band, uh, I've seen them play that. So, you know, that's always a great one to hear live and to see Miles sing it. And uh I think Miles might have even played that at the solo show that I saw him at, possibly. Oh, maybe. Uh, I'd love to see Miles' solo show. And so, so no, I think it's a really good song. Uh, uh, Scoring-wise, I'd probably give it a... I'd probably say it's a four out of five. Okay. All right. I'm going to go... I'm going to give it the highest score I've given a song yet on the show. Um Four and a half, man. I, I feel confident in saying it's just below a perfect song. What would you change about it? I don't particularly love the breakdown before the solo. That's the only weak point in it. I just kind of took a weird left turn, and then the solo is perfect. I mean, the solo itself to me is a five out of five, but 
I, I, I don't particularly love that breakdown. And really, I got to reserve the fives for like Night Train, songs like that, that I think are <laughs> absolutely perfect. But man, this is this is pretty damn close. I'll say that. Uh, well, Chris, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? No, I can uh, take the reins here on this one. Um, when I first like listened to this album like years ago, this is always one I always just didn't really care about. I kind of skipped over it, whatever. But like, time goes on, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, I was skipping like such a great song here. This is really, really good, especially for Slash, someone who's like not really known for ballads or really doesn't do much of ballads. He can really still like knock it out of the park with stuff like this. This is a really solid song. And I think Miles uh, like fits the song like perfectly. So even doing research on this, originally Slash wanted Jack White of all people to sing on this song. But Jack White's like, I I just want to play instruments. I'm not here to sing, whatever. And then he basically sends it over to Miles, and this is the end result. And it's a really good end, uh, end product. And this is a really fucking good song. Uh, I'm gonna go give it a solid four out of five. Okay. Uh, I'm in. I mean. Going last, there's a lot of the same points. I remember uh, this album has a special place in my heart because I remember the second I found out about this because back then we had the internet, but it wasn't nearly you know what it is now. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't have a lot of smartphones and shit back then, or at least I didn't because I was broke. Uh, <laughs> and I remember I was going to Walmart of all places back when you still bought your music in CD form. Uh, yeah. And because what I would do is I'd go to Walmart and look for music that, or look for new albums and stuff I was interested in, and I'd go home and download them off of uh, uh, <laughs> LimeWire when I got home. And <laughs> catalog <laughs> shopping over here. <laughs> okay, this, this. All right, fuck you. <laughs> going uh, taking notes. And anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, I saw the CD, and I could not leave there. I couldn't wait till I got home to download the album so it's like i had even though like wi-fi like wasn't dial up at the time like it was still relatively fast to download the album i could not wait till i got home so i had to own this cd when i saw it and i was like man slash has a solo album because i was expecting it to be a lot of instrumentals and stuff kind of like carlos santana with maybe one or two songs and then I kind of read the back of it, and then that's when I figured out, oh, shit, he's got appearances by, like, all these other great artists. I'd love to hear them all collaborate with Slash, so I'm going to buy the shit. And uh, so, yeah, I bought the shit. Uh, this was not one of my favorite songs going in. Uh, it would become later on. I mean, it's not one I r- really ever skipped. I think I Hold On of all the songs was probably my favorite of the slow ones at the time. That's definitely the one I listened to the most. Um uh, but yeah, man, I remember that. And, and I think it helps too that it's from a point in my life that was a very happy time that, uh, you know, when you're a kid and shit and, you know, you're just doing your thing and, you, you know, it's one of these, these days are going to last forever. So you don't really fully appreciate them kind of era. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was that. Um, uh, for me, well, I wasn't a kid. I was in my mid twenties, but that's still a fucking kid. Uh, for me uh, Starlight in particular though uh, I I agree with everybody I think it's about a four and a half out of five it's not it's not it's not in that perfect territory but it's uh, it's damn close pretty damn close alright 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 well you guys want to spin the wheel and see what we're doing next week let's do it baby don't tell nobody duff 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 oh fuck (laughs) you
<laughs> oh god. Don't speak my world into existence, please. Oh please don't. If this is my oh god. Room, what did I just do? Uh, you just did it, Kavito. Planet Earth Neurotic Outsiders. Oh. Hey, it's oh. Duff. Uh, it's, it's Duff and Steve Con- Jones? Kinda Duff. Yeah, well, it's good Duff, though, so hopefully. Is that That's going to be the first Neurotic Outsiders song I do, right? Yeah. Is it? That's the first one, because I think you just added those like a little while ago, Dustin, to our list. You know what? I forgot that I added these, and I knew there was some Duff shit that I'd been meaning to add. <laughs> and then I just didn't, like, because I was like, yeah, we got plenty of Duff. We'll throw that in later. I'll get yeah. around to it. But, uh, but hey, yeah. next week, our first uh, crack at some neurotic outsiders. So uh, definitely want to uh, tune in next week for that stuff. Um yeah, we get yeah, some running outsiders just in time for, uh, let's see, and after that, we'll, what are we up to? One, two, three, four. A month before the finale, we finally Ooh. get some neuronic outsiders. So, uh, we're counting down to our big season finale, and uh, the countdown is going to continue with the number six, 17, sorry, the number 17 greatest moment of season two, which is going to kick off. GN Extra, just like the number 17 moment count kicked off Guns and Radio this week. I want to be issue a big thank you to uh, Matt and Frost for coming on, sharing their experience with us. It was a great episode. I had fun. I hope you guys did too. Always, man. Yeah. Those are the best. And uh, Matt, go check out Matt's links. He's got some great music coming, and you're going to want to be waiting on it. I know we are. I know I am. I have oh, yeah, definitely. Forever. Thanks, Pins man. and needles, man. Pins and needles over here. <laughs> Thanks, I can't man. sleep at night. Thanks. Okay? Your checks in the mail. <laughs> Wait, two cents. Yeah. Well, be sure to head over to be, it'll be more than we've made so far. So. Hey. Be sure to head over to GN Extra. And until next time, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Chris Caputo. We'll see you guys next week for another edition of Guns and Radio. Peace. All right, guys, welcome to Shotcast Saturday. Before we get started, we're going to have a quick word from one of our sponsors here. We all just get along at the Red House Furniture. We can at the Red House. <laughs> at the Red House. I'm Richard, a.k.a. Big Head. I work at the Red House and I'm black. <laughs> I like pumping iron, pumping furniture into people's homes. This is my favorite one. Hang on. I'm Johnny, a.k.a. T-Engage. I work at the Red House and I'm one. I like deer hunting, bass fishing, and extending credit to all people. people. (laughs) (laughs) Under the name like Uh, T-Engage, got up something like that. (laughs) (laughs) At the Red House. (laughs) (laughs) Our song of the day is going to be Red House, but not that particular one. So let's go ahead and hit it on. Uh, or hit it on. Let's just hit, hit the play. Hit play the goddamn intro. Hit that intro, Justin. Fuck. Slam the buttons. Oh, what motherfucking day is it? It's motherfucking Saturday, boys. That's right. And uh, your boys are here once again. We got a long one this time, so this clip's going to yeah. be 10 minutes long, so I'm just going to get right the fuck into it. Frostbite's yeah, joining us. 
And uh, Welcome. we're listening to Red House by uh, Slash's Blues Ball covered this one. Oh, yeah, it's the Summer Slash, everybody. Yay. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's still going, baby. We still got a few more weeks. Yeah, it's still going on. But, uh, oh, yeah, I should probably put the little Slash thing in the corner there. There we go. And <laughs> uh, it's still going on. And this is going to be from September 2nd, 1995. This is Slash and Balls Skaggs, and I don't know who that is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, was about, I didn't know where you were going with that. I thought you said, this is Slash and Balls. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> slash and Balls. This is an ECW tag team. <laughs> uh, balls Mahoney comes out and joins the, the I'm Blues and Balls. I'm surprised they never put him and the Blue Meanie in a tag team together. But, you know, we're getting... Uh, that w- yeah, I was going to say, enough wrestling. <laughs> Save that for wrestling. Are you uh, Are you tired yet? I'll tell you what, let's do this uh, watch-along style. So this is Slash and Boss Skaggs. Uh, it was posted eight years ago, so I don't think there's much danger of it going away. I'll, put a, I'll try to remember to put a link in the description. Uh, you can't never tell about me. I'm crazy like that. If you look up Red House Slash, this is the first one that came up. And uh, we're going to do it watch-along style. So uh, you guys want me to send you the clip so you can see too? Or you think it's fine? I think it's fine. I, I can just pull it up if I need to. All right. Uh, well, uh, I mean, I can send you the clip. Here, I'll just send you the clip. That way I'll have it already copied somewhere. And then I can just go mm-hmm. to the chat and paste it into the uh, description, and then that'll be a lot more likely that I'll actually do it when it comes time to write the intro, if I can just cut and paste it from something else, because I'm nothing if not incredibly lazy. So uh, let me know when you guys are ready. Uh, Everybody watching, uh, yeah, follow the the link and um, look it up on YouTube if there isn't a link. And, uh, yeah, when uh, we're going to count it down, we'll all watch it together. And it'll be a watch-along episode. We haven't done uh, one of these yeah. on Shotcast really? in a while, if ever. Yeah. So, are you guys ready to go? I'm ready to go. Yep. You want me to count it down? Yeah, go ahead and count us down. All right, gents, in three, two, one, play it. Are you, uh, are you tired yet? Robbie Robertson. What a generic-ass name. <laughs> I thought that was Elton John at first. <laughs> the glasses aren't big enough. Oh, yeah. It's not well-dressed enough. Yeah, that's true. Not enough glitz and glamour. Oh, this is drunk slash era. He ain't even got his top hat on yet. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, oh I'm going on stage. <laughs> oh, it's my cue. What the fuck? Zips up. I his gotta finish his cigarette. <laughs> putting his pants on as he walks in. Remember like when he pissed off Axel because he had to take his shoes off or some shit? <laughs> I think Slash should start smoking again. <laughs> yeah, you think it, he it, needs to? Or is that it makes for a cool I image. I think he should start smoking again. I mean, Remember if he wants Slash to. Remember skinny? Yeah. Remember when he wasn't 55? 
some good uh, some good old blues music here. Oh yeah. Oh, Starting slow. Yeah. Slash At weapon. The red house. <laughs> We're gonna Shrepping. sell you some furniture. Oh, I wasn't far off. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Over yonder. I think this was Jimi Hendrix originally, was it not? Yeah. Because I see in like the, the other record. I, I thought they were about to kiss. <laughs> well, after Come. the music video we watched in GN Extra, I mean. <laughs> I'm kind of uh, immune to it at this point. You're either going to kiss or share the cigarette. Oh, he's Same giving thing. him that. Look, look at that look. He's biting his lip while he looks at him. <laughs> you see, he bit his bottom lip while looking at him. He's like, I'm gonna take a few drags of this. <laughs> Mickey Waller, bitch. Is. He's like me when I'm trying to quit smoking, sees one of these videos of Slash smoking a cigarette, and I'm going, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I want right there. No, not you, the cigarette. <laughs> Tell you about the time I got the cigarette from DJ Ashba. I, I don't know if you mentioned that story. I think maybe I, I, that on the air? I don't remember. He was, was that when you stage. met him, like at the hotel or something? No, no. This was on. Uh, this was in. Uh, I think Atlanta. He was on. No, it was in Kansas City. He was on stage, and we'd been there all fucking day. And this is back in the era of Axel. Don't come on stage before midnight. And. I was sitting there, of course, we've been in the building since fucking 8 o'clock, 7 or 8 o'clock, and it's like 1 in the morning at this point in the set list, I'm just fiending for a cigarette, and DJ's right in front of me smoking, and I go, DJ, let me get that cigarette, and he tosses it down to me, and I caught it, lit, oh. didn't, get, didn't give a fuck. Oh my took, God. A big old, took a big old drag off of it, and then security's looking at me, and I'm like, I'm putting it out, I'm putting it out, I'm putting it out. Chill, then, guys. <laughs> Hands up. And then I still have that cigarette butt in a shadow box with DJ's picture behind it in my house in Mississippi. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Listen, you may, you may never have been on an official uh, GNR recording, but he did toss you a cigarette, so... Yeah, he helped a brother out in a time of dire need, so... DJ Ash was a bro. Yeah. I don't know why that just made me think of a story, though, that I forgot to tell about the Detroit, though. But there was this uh, this guy and this girl that were dressed up as Axel and Slash there last night. Oh, Lord. And the girl. God, cosplay. Well, the girl was dressed up as Slash. And I don't know what happened, like, if she got too drunk or what happened. or But I think she like, passed out or whatever. So Gio comes up to the barricade and, like, picks her up and flips her over, over his shoulder. And he's, like, carrying her out over the shoulder. But it looks like Slash is, like, passed out over his shoulder as he's walking around. <laughs> it was wow, probably like the just night instinct. Is. It was just instinct <laughs> at this point. It's like, I've seen this shit before. Slash is out again. Get the stun. Oh, look, his pants ain't even buttoned. I was right. I was right. He was just putting his pants on when he come out. I was just kidding. That that little rope that he's got around his pants is all that's holding it up. Yeah. Somebody put that on on this way out. One of the stage hands. You remember the stories about uh, Slash was too drunk to do the photo shoot, so they just leaned him up against the amps and put some sunshades on him, and, uh. <laughs> and uh, that's why Slash is wearing shades and all of his old shit. One of my favorite uh, S- Slash quotes, 
I don't know where, when or exactly or where it was from, but I've I've read it many times before. As he says something along the lines of uh, uh, leather pants are the most forgiving to piss yourself in. <laughs> something along those lines about pissing yourself in leather pants. <laughs> so you, you mixed that oh. with the swamp ass you got for a moment. That's a concoction right there. Or something. Who cares at that point? Yeah, that's true. Man, we're going back to episode one. We're getting some deep cut jokes going on. Hell yeah. We bring it back for the faithfuls. <laughs> Old school jokes right here. I mean, I did make our top uh, list of uh, season one, so I mean... You know Definitely who he kind of looks like? You know Mike Viscara, the, the guitarist we had on a few weeks ago from the Air Force? Oh, or, yeah. Uh, the, the Navy, sorry. Yeah. He was in the Navy. Uh, doesn't he kind of look like Mike? Oh, yeah. He definitely does. I'm just noticing while we're watching this video on my sidebar, I don't know what y'all's recommended or showing you guys, but apparently there's a Prince version of Red House that's popped up on my recommended. Huh. Oh shit! Yeah, mine was a uh, cover by Gary Moore. Yeah, that one's at the top. I see that one mine's, at the top. Mine's just full screen and watching it on my phone. I've got mine oh, on. The, the my bass second player monitor. looks like Andy Richter from from Conan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Andy Richter with like like half of Bob Ross's hair. <laughs> it was a different time. Give him a break. Yeah, I'm half expecting him to whip out a paintbrush and just go like this. All right, I'm put, we're gonna put some trees over here while you know Slash plays a solo. A this is gonna be a while here, solo. so. Uh... <laughs> when I saw Kiss, somebody painted Slash in the time it took for Sweet Child of Mine to play. Oh, when the, on End of the Road tour. Yeah, the painter. Oh, that was. Uh, David Garibaldi. That's just impressive. Yeah, dude, he's a really cool dude, actually. Follow him on Instagram. So this is a lot of cool shit. You know, Slash is one of the best in the world when he's fucking drunk and he's just literally going through the motions right now, and it's just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever wondered, like, what when Slash used to be fucked up playing all the time, like what he was seeing from his point of view? He he might be in a different universe up there for. <laughs> Just like, oh yeah. Listen, well, I mean, like I'm, his hair covered his face. You didn't see shit. <laughs> I've been drunk trying to play my guitar before, and of course, it don't sound anything like that. But uh, yeah, there ain't no telling. Like the song will end, and you're unaware, and you're still doing <laughs> the same because bass is a lot of rhythm too. Well, it is when you're not good at it, like I am. Well, I say it like I'm good at it. When, when, when you're not good at it, I am not good at it. So it's a lot of rhythm. I will be honest. I would just rather watch this without the dude singing over the song, though. I could probably deal with that. Yeah. This looks like Austin City Limits or some shit. Yeah, some like random like tribute show or something. Looks like Here's they're playing at a plate. Looks like they're pro like a band you'd see playing at like a barbecue joint or something. <laughs> <laughs> Boss skags at your local fucking barbecue charity joint. <laughs> at the playground on your local park. Oh, he's like fuck, man. <laughs> 
Is that ten minutes already? That's been ten minutes. Jesus, man. I think we talked about the song for about two of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's give our final thoughts and go home, boys. Uh, Froster, mm-hmm. I guess I'll let you go first. Uh, I mean, I thought it was all right. Uh, like I said, I th- I think I'd prefer just the guy to not even be singing over it. Honestly, I mean, I, I wasn't even paying attention to him singing. Honestly, I was just watching Slash play guitar anyway. So, <laughs> so I mean, uh. Uh, so as far, but as far as the music goes and all that, I don't know the original song. I've never heard the original, so I don't have anything, at least as far as that's concerned, to compare it to. So, uh, but just for what it was, I mean, I, you know, it's a. Let's just say, uh, you know, I, I'll say a three, three out of five, three out of five. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. I got you. I got you. Uh, I'll go next on it. Um. I, I, I'm kind of in the same ballpark. Like, I mean, yeah, we were talking and having a good time, and it kind of faded into the background for me a little bit. But, uh, I mean, I think I would have got just as much out of it without the singer. I think I think it would have been better we'd thrown in some, like, saxophone or something. Like, you know what mm. I mean? Like, give us a little saxophone. Give us some blues, you know, some bluesiness to it, and a little extra, yeah. extra kick of jazz in there. That's um, true. That would have made it for me. I probably will never go back to this again. I'm just going to give it a one. Sorry for all you diehard blues folks out there that's going to put me through the ringer for it. But, you know, that's my opinion. Yeah. This is all right. I don't know. I feel like it's, like, too slow. It's, like, more of slower kind of blues. And, I'm like, I like more of the faster pace kind of blues. It's like this. It's all right. When it's, like, B.B. King and the thrill is gone or some something epic like that. That's fine, but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, this was this was more of like a traditional blues song, not blues rock. This was more mm-hmm. just you know traditional time of blues. Yeah, and for me, it was just like kind of slow. It's just there, like yeah. I also agree with the other points there. Like, I'm not crazy about Boz Gags or whatever from the vocals. <laughs> I mean, listen, re- respect to Boz Gags. I'm judging from this. I'm just like, would I actually want to go and like listen to more of the stuff? Not really. But I will give it a two and a half just because it's it's fucking drunk out of its slash and he just shreds awesome <laughs> on the song so there you go i'll give it somewhere down the middle <laughs> well guys that's gonna do it for this edition of shotcast saturday be sure to come back on monday for a brand new episode of the guns radio podcast where we're gonna be reviewing what was it we're gonna review something our first uh first pick from the neurotic outsiders so more uh, side duff stuff the stuff and uh, steve jones from the sex pistols Nice. Yeah. And I think I, th- I think uh I think Matt Sorum was a part of the band too. I think it's for the first album, I'm pretty sure. They only had for, the one. Oh, those the one album, yeah. Oh. Well. well and the, I think in... and then I think it's also one of the guys from Duran Duran plays in the band with them. Oh shit. Oh, okay. Hey, Duran Duran came up during Absurd, so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about uh, new wave for Red. <laughs> Well, Frostman, thank you for being with us this week. I really appreciate you coming on, especially and sharing your story and everything with us. And, oh, that's uh, been folks, fun. Until next time, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Chris Caputo. Join us Monday for more awesome guns and radio goodness. And come back each and every Saturday, the summer slash. We still got a few weeks more. It just keeps on rolling. Until next time, peace.
got blue, Deshaun cast blue, Deshaun got blues, and we're so blue. And, yeah, uh, we're yeah. Gonna some, <laughs> we're going to get some more blues, actually, because uh, the summer slash rolls on. Rolling. Slash's blues ball continuing our trend of uh, lots of great covers here, though. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, the last, like, few weeks of here where we're doing the Summer of Slash has been nothing but, like... I think only one cover wasn't, like, really that great, but the rest have been, like, fucking phenomenal, so... Yeah. And hopefully that uh, that trend will continue tonight because we are listening to Hoochie Coochie Man. Yeah, dude. Hoochie Coochie Man, originally by Muddy Waters, which, ironically, Slash now on the 2021 June Art Tour, his solo... I believe has some muddy waters in in it as well. Nice, nice. nice. I'm pretty well, sure I have to double check the set list, but I'm pretty sure he does like some some muddy waters in there too. His little solo part. Oh, sweet. Well, guys, we want to first off thank you for taking time out of your busy Saturday to uh, join us for a mini podcast. And being a mini podcast, we ain't gonna fuck around. We're gonna hit play right now. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, all right. I can get behind them. I cut my brother right in half. <laughs> Dewey Cox. <laughs> Why is nobody covering Dewey Cox anymore? What is this bullshit? I know, right? He's got oh so God. many great songs. I yeah, mean. some timeless classics. I need Slash's Blues Ball to cover Walk Hard at this point. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I'd fucking demand it. That'd be great. If uh, What you gonna do if they take out Wichita Line Man and replace it with Walk Hard? Walk Hard? <laughs> hard? Times? What's wrong? Oh, shit. They bring in Lana Del Rey and they do uh, Let's Do It. (laughs) (laughs) It's the coolest thing we get to a redhead here, so it works. (laughs) (laughs) They did Liquor and Whores. Why not? Who would have thought in a million fucking years, Guns and Roses? At this point, you might as well just replace Wichita Lineman with Spinal Tap. (laughs) Now that is an acceptable cover. I'd, I'd approve of that. Crank it to 11, baby. And see, actually, come on, little girl, it's a great big world, but it's all I want to marry. You're too young, you're too welcome, but you know I'm going to rock it. <laughs> and then Duff, to know I'm going to rock it. Attitude. I could have fit punk rock in there, Axel. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Nurses all gathered round and they gazed in wide wonder at the joy they had found. And then it spoke up. It still fits. <laughs> Leave this one alone. This is a shitty recording. I hate to say it. It's the best we can find. Yeah, I mean, this is all just live bootlegs. I would have loved to have seen this, though. 
Now this is some old school blues right here. This song's about eight minutes long. Jesus. They say the original Coochie Coochie has a three. Oh yeah. It's pretty good though. I'm enjoying it. Oh yeah, I'm not hating it. I think they went with the more stripped down version. It seems like. Sorry, this song is 11 minutes long. Oh, Jesus Christ! All right. Well, in that case, um, I found the meaning of coochie coochie. Oh well, let's just turn this down for a second, yeah. and you go ahead and tell. Coochie coochie is also used to refer to a sexually attractive person or practitioner of hoodoo. Huh. Hell is hoodoo? Uh, hoodoo is like voodoo, only good. Ah, uh, it's like African voodoo. Yeah, like okay. uh, voodoo is evil, hoodoo is good. I see. The way it was explained to me. Okay. Was Slash an alcoholic still at this point? Yeah. Right, I think, like, right when Vel Revolver formed, I think that's when he got sober. Huh. So he's still smoking cigarettes, but I think he was, uh, I think he stopped drinking because that's when he had the pacemaker put in, I think. Oh. Uh. He had some shit with his heart. He put in his heart or something. Yeah, maybe it was a pacemaker. I think I remember if, like, near the end of this autobiography, maybe some sort of pacemaker. I have to double check that. Well, Slash Shredding is pretty entertaining, but I don't know if I would like... I don't know if I'd want to listen to this every day for everyday use. No, for novelty purposes. I mean, we've got to have it on Guns N' Radio to complete our collection, obviously. Oh, yeah. It's the thrill is gone with a different guitar. Kind of, yeah. The thrill is gone. Oh, that's a satisfaction. It's gone away from me. Yeah. That's that's some sick ass sax right there. Yeah. That's Bill Clinton actually. He's doing like fucking hammer on the saxophone there. Yeah, that's Bill Clinton. <laughs> no, it's Pedro Flores, sexy sax man. <laughs> sexy Epic sax man saxograms. Do you remember that video? <laughs> have I showed you the epic saxophone guy? Maybe? we not watched that yet? I don't think so. I, I can't recall right now. I don't think we have. I'm going to make a note of that. We're going to watch that on a future episode. 
But yeah, this the sexy sax man I'm referring to is the guy who just keeps playing fucking Careless Whisper in like the mall. <laughs> and then like they're about to kick him out, and he's like, "Hey guys, hey man, play that George Michael song one time." <laughs> and he's like running away from mall security. <laughs> and he's going doing like standing O's in the fucking blue floor. <laughs> I gotta find. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Uh, uh. You think Slash has lost track of what he's doing at this point? Oh yeah. <laughs> of course. I tuned out for a second. And was like, oh, he's, we're still doing a show. Yeah. <laughs> ah, this is the one. Here we go. Sergio Flores. Yeah, I just sent it to you on Facebook. <laughs> Alright, I got it. I'll check it out after the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is getting long, dude. Yeah. It's good, like, oh, God. It's like, it's like, it's basically just like, you're telling your audience, hey guys, go take a piss. Yeah, I think Want I could have Get it now. They're probably playing in a bar or a casino or something. Yeah, I think this is what, from Amsterdam? London. Oh, London. So they're probably playing like some like, House of Blues London or something, like some like, very small yeah. thing. This is London 1997. Yeah, this blues ball, I think, only did Europe. I think you're playing the States. Really? Well, I don't recall. Oh. It's still going, Chris. Yeah, it is, man. Speaking of, um, Hoochie Coochie Man is actually in the Library of Congress. How good this song is. Oh. Well, there you have it, folks. Hoochie Coochie Man. Yeah, we, we can skip that part. <laughs> By Slash's Blues Ball. Ratings, let's just go right into it, because I feel like we're going over on our time limit today. Uh, we're, we're hitting there, for sure. Um, this is, It's okay. It was cool at first. But it's like, okay, the <laughs> solo thing just gets, like, like really, like, can we shorten that by, like, you know, three minutes, maybe? <laughs> Something? <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then it just ends, I guess. Like, okay. You know what? It, it's decent cover. I think it just runs too long. I guess it runs too long probably for the purpose of it being live. You know, we got to yeah. stretch out time. It's like, let's keep these people entertained somehow. But if, like, uh-huh. I don't know, man. I've seen Slash once before, and he's doing these long-ass solos, and I was starting to fucking yawn. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's, uh, let's wrap it up. It's like 11 o'clock here, guys. You know? <laughs> uh, it's still good. It's still decent. Besides that fact, I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5. 
All right. Yeah. I mean, I think you said everything I was going to say. I, I don't see myself like I might listen to Hoochie Coochie Man, the original version. Oh, yeah, I, for sure. I'd give it a shot. I probably won't be putting this on my iPod. I'm going to give it a I'm not going to be that generous. I'm going to give it a two and a half. Fair put it put it right there in the middle because I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. I didn't even really like it. I just didn't hate it. So yeah. But uh, hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully next week we'll have another really good song because on Monday we're gonna listen to "On Down the Road" by Izzy Stradlin. Oh yeah. And well, I think Izzy. we even got a bonus show next week. We just, just don't know yeah. I, we, hopefully, maybe next week, maybe the week after, but we definitely will be a bonus show coming up. It's gonna be a Guns N' Roses song Sometime. too. So yeah, eventually you gotta get, you're gonna get it, folks. Eventually, mm-hmm. yeah. But until next time, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Chris Caputo. We'll see you Monday for another edition of Guns and Radio and the Summer Slash still going on. It's technically summer until about September 21st or 22nd. Whenever fall solstice is, we still got a few more weeks of the yeah. summer of Slash. Just because the the leaves are falling, it's technically still summer. Until that right. day, motherfuckers. <laughs> so until next time, we will see you here for Monday. We're going to see you here Wednesday for Band. Band! And sorry for some more Summer of Slash goodness. That's Peace. right. It's motherfucking Saturday. Summer of Slash is still rolling on. Well, it's well, it's it's rolling on slowly but surely. It's slowly coming to an end. Um, This is the second to last episode of the Summer of Slash, at least for 2021. Who knows if we're going to bring this back next year? We'll see. I I know, but it's all going to come to a head at the grand finale Mm. of Guns and Radio, which we will reveal on the next Shotcast Saturday. So that gives you all the more reason to tune in uh, for Shotcast Saturday next week. Pew pew. Pew pew. We're not even going to reveal it on the bonus show. We're going to reveal it here on Saturday, man. So you got to fucking tune in. That's right. So it'll air right before the finale. That's perfect. So just a, a little bit more of us, because if you can't get enough of us already, I mean, come on. Subscribe. Right. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, wherever the fuck you get your social media, man. Come on. Patreon. Gunsandradio.com. Hit that fucking subscribe button. What, what are you doing? We aren't doing anything right now. It's going to take you two minutes to do this shit. Give us your fucking money. Let's go, man. Get a fucking job. Get a yeah, Izzy Stradlin man. says get a fucking job and <laughs> give your money to Gunsandradio.com. Uh, or if you're broke, you can always uh, spend your cash at the dime store. And I guess was just, uh the name of our song today. Dime Store Rock by Slash of Snake Pit. Let's dive Yeah. I'm just playing it off my phone today. So sorry for the shitty quality if they're if the quality is shit. I like this little drum. Drum fills, man. Oh yeah, I'm digging this. Yeah man. Oh man, dude, wow. That's a sick riff already. Oh yeah, like right off the bat, kicking you right in the nuts. 
Okay, I like this. Yeah, dude, this is giving me um, User Illusion 1 vibes right now. Oh, yeah. Did you say you had some fucking uh, song facts and shit for this? Yeah, so this is from the first Snake Pet album, which had, you know, Slash, Matt Sorum, and also Gilby Clark on here. And, you know, this uh, the history of this album is because a lot of it was written for the next GNR album, but that never happened. Um, so there's an interview with Gilby Clark where he explained, I was getting riffs ready for another GNR record, just compiling riffs. I played Slash the main riff of Dime Store Rock, and he liked it, so they collaborated, and you know, Matt Sorum, then you got Eric Dover on the track as well. Um, so they just basically heard a cool riff and basically sort of went from there. Uh, and so the song is credited to, uh, I believe, Gilby Clark. Let me see here on the uh, album credits. Yeah, so it's Gilby Clark, Eric Dover, and Slash as the writers on this song. Nice. That is a sick riff. That is. say you got some lyrics yeah let's get the lyrics we'll start with the first verse here uh, ain't it scary deep inside aren't you naked with no pride let me turn you on oh i can feed you lies let me turn you on it's no longer a game and under your skin i'm ready to dive in parasites on television screens hide in the cracks and underneath the seams and then the chorus goes dime store rock has warped your mind melting faces deep set eyes let me turn you on. Oh, baby, what's your sign? Let me turn you on. That's right. We melt your mind every single week with some Dime Store Rock here. On Multiple Day. times a week, man. <laughs> <clears throat> dime Store Rock. What is this, loaded? Oh, I think I did pay a dime for the only time I ever bought a loaded out. <laughs> it's, we're taking shots on Shotcast Saturday. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of Avenged Sevenfold vibes. Yeah, like um, City of Evil. Oh yeah, that sounds era. very yeah, a little bit reminiscent. Where it's like not yet metal, but still kind of metalish, but more on the hard rock side of metal. Yeah, for some reason, this is really making me think of A7X. Ooh.
That's pretty epic. Oh, it ain't over oh. yet. You thought oh. it was over. Okay. You thought that was the end of the song. We got the deep brooding outro. See, this is where the ASAP Max influence would come in with this fucking. Yeah, we still got like a whole two minutes to go. Holy sh. They faked you out, man. That's what they just did. Literally. See if we're still paying attention. Joke's on you, Slash. We caught it. We was paying attention. Fuck. <laughs> this is pretty, uh, I'm, not, I'm digging this outro so uh, It's interesting, yeah. What's that? I hope it leads back into like one more round of the chorus. Give our final thoughts on uh, on the song, man. You want me to go? I'm gonna let you go first on this one, dude. I think this is very GNR uh, worthy because it's got that whole it's like uh, the edge of chaos kind of feel to it, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like Welcome to the Jungle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even like the psych out with the whole uh, uh, outro and everything, man. I like that. I like being surprised. So. Uh, yeah, I dug it. Uh, fuck, dude. I really like this song. I'll probably download this and listen to this again. Uh, shit. Uh, I'm going to give it five stars. Oh, wow. Like that much. Five stars. That's very generous. Damn. Uh, Is the first Snake Pit song? I think we've given a five. There was definitely one before, probably. I think we have. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. After after we record the show, I don't remember what I rate. Yeah. Shit. We should rate this shit down. I told you, man, it's way too much work at this point. I'm not doing it. Uh, I was going to say, writing it down is too much. Who cares? I think I gave Welcome to the Jungle like 724 out of 5 or something. If one of our listeners wants to go through and write them all down and send it to us, uh, yeah, we'll read it on the show. We'll acknowledge it. I was going to say, if people have binge watched this entire, binge listened to, sorry, this entire (laughs) run of podcast episodes. So, I mean, anything's possible with with this shit. I know, man. <clears throat> Which we appreciate, by the way. We love our listeners. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Each and every one of you. All all near almost 70,000 plays we have now. So. A lot. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think about Dime Store Rock? This is a fucking kick-ass song. Just like right from the beginning. Like that opening riff, I instantly, my first thought was like, this sounds like Perfect Crime from User Illusion 1. Has the wow. same sort of tempo, the speed, the vibe right there. And I thought this would have been perfect. Like, I think this would have been a really good song for the album. Especially because User Illusion 1 was more of like the hard rock sort of album between the two yeah. Illusions albums. But like this would have been perfect for it. And I feel this would have been a really fucking good Guns N' Roses song. You know, if Axel was, wasn't a dick. 
and just, you know, <laughs> recorded this shit. Like, I think this would have been a really fucking good GNR song. Like, for sure. Um, the fake out with the outro was really fucking cool. But I feel like maybe it dragged on a bit too long. It would have been cool if it led into, like, one more rendition of the chorus. Just, like, end it home, whatever. But at the same time, you can just release this to radio and just cut that outro out, whatever. And it's perfect song right there. Um, so with that, I'm probably... I'm not going to go five. I'm going to go four and a half out of five, let's say. Because only I really had one little small nitpick. So four and a half out of five. All right. Well, what do you guys think? Let us know your thoughts. Use the links below to communicate with us. Give us your opinion on Dime Store Rock. And don't forget to tune in Monday for an all-new edition of Guns and Radio. And, of course, next week we're going to be having two episodes because we're going to be playing... Uh, I Know by Izzy Stradlin on Monday <laughs> and 14 years on Thursday. So, And then we got one more shot cast Saturday after that, and then it's time for the grand finale. So we hope you guys – well, not the grand finale, the season finale. Yes, so. season two finale coming up. That's right. So uh, be sure to check all that out. Hit us up. And uh, tune in next time. And until next time, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Chris Caputo. We'll see you next week for a whole slew of Guns and Radio episodes. And join us in a couple weeks' time for the Season 2 finale. Until then, though, peace. Saturday of Slash on Shotcast Saturday is coming to a conclusion. Oh yeah, this this is the finale of the summer of Slash, um, but we're not going out with a whimper. We're going out with a pretty decent bang. This is one song I've always wanted to cover on on Shotcast. I think it was perfect for it. Right, and you know what? We're gonna do it today because let's do it. This is a Daughtry. Am I saying that right? Daughtry? Yeah. Chris Daughtry. Um, I think he was he got famous because he was on like American Idol one season. I don't know if he actually won the thing or he's like one of the finalists. He made it pretty far though. So you guys he impressed enough people got a record deal, whatever. And this is Daughtry featuring Slash on guitar. Um, what I want. Some of you may have heard this one. This is on um on a guitar hero game. Oh. Not on one of the main ones, it's on like one of the ones for fucking Nintendo DS. That's how I remember hearing this song. What? Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I actually owned Guitar Hero on DS, like a fucking nerd. <laughs> Man, Guitar Hero was the shit back in the day. Bro, it's how I discovered a lot of music, a lot of rock music especially, man. It was Take perfect for that. Like a pissed off dad. Don't you say about Guitar Hero, dad boy! Son of a bitch! <laughs> uh, let's listen to the song. Let's do it. Chris Daughtry, and this is what I want. <laughs> Hey, you <laughs> He's there, Joe Perry. <laughs> she likes to shake around. She grinds it to the beat. Oh.
this era of music when everything sounded like Theory of a Dead Man? Yeah. <laughs> this was rock radio in 07. Is this... Is he the singer for Theory of a Dead Man? No, a different guy. Oh. Theory of a Dead Man's Canadian. They're, they're Canadian. I'm pretty sure they're Canadian. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me. Hey, you guys get to take credit for all the good bands. Theory of a Dead Man. Nickelback. Some 41. <laughs> I'm fucking Nickelback. <laughs> we disowned them. <laughs> You know I joke, but I really don't hate this. This is a fucking killer song. Oh, slash solo. Oh. What's coming up, I think. Bridge. <laughs> Here we go. That's a fucking slash solo. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm digging this. I gotta admit. Featuring Slash. Final thoughts. Uh, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Hey, yeah, I'll go first. This is a fucking. It's just quick. It's killer. It's a fucking fast-paced rock song. Perfect for rock radio at the time for sure. And that Slash solo is just like that's fucking Slash. If there ever was Slash, you know, like it's just that's just a Slash solo to a T right there. It's fucking amazing. And it just keeps going even until until the last chorus right at the end. Oh, yeah, it's slashy as fuck. Yeah, man. And the fucking riff is, like, so catchy, dude. Like, I, this song's fucking fucking rules. Like, Chris Daughtry made some pop shit, but, like, when he did rock like this, fucking nailed it out of the park. Nice. Fucking nailed it out of the park. Even, um, sorry, there's a quote here, actually, I was going to throw from Daughtry himself. Uh, he says, not for a moment did I think Slash would agree to work with me, but he did so straight away. Straight away. What a humble dude. You're damn right, Daughtry. And for that, five out of five. Out of five. Uh, yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's just perfect. It's quick. It's an easy rock song to digest. It Nothing does more sound else to like say. Every other song from that period of time, like, kind of, I'm yeah. Well aware of what era this was released in, but you know that was a good era for me, and I don't hate it. So I don't know. Fuck it. I, I, I'm not gonna give it five stars. Uh, I'll give it four and a half though. <laughs> All day. I'll download that and listen to it again. So yeah, hell yeah, it's quick. It's over with under three minutes, man. It's a quick rock song. It's all you need. That's right. But now we have a grand announcement to make because we told you the summer slash is well gonna roll on one more time because we're gonna not only end the summer slash, but we're gonna end 
season two of Guns and Radio all together with a slash song. Whoop whoop. And uh, just, uh, just put it all out there. So okay. our song, as promised, the big reveal will be. Drumroll, please. Or should I spin the wheel and pretend that we came up with this? Or yeah, let's get, like, let's get some suspense here. Keep Ding! Revealed next time on the Guns and Radio. Po- no, nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> Swerve. <laughs> MJF wrote this episode. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be Apocalyptic Love by Slash, featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Apropos, the title track from their very first album as the Conspirators. That's right, and uh, yeah, we're bringing that to you next week for the big season two finale and lots more. Great surprises and things. Uh, such a surprise that probably even be a surprise to us. Definitely. Uh, At least of this recording. So, But that's coming up Monday. But for now, we're going to bid you adieu. So until next time, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Chris Caputo. Join us this Monday, the Season 2 finale. Oh, and then also the week after. We're going to be going live for the Season 3 premiere. So join us for two Mondays in a row of some awesome fucking shit. Until then, peace!
All right, that was Anastasia, of course, a slash cover by... Okay, I'm going to fuck this name up horribly, and I apologize. Riastat, Riastat, featuring mm-hmm. Shonicist. And those kids can fucking jam, can they Dude, not? that was pretty fucking impressive. I really like the vocalist on that track. Like, he really did, like, it did, it did like, his sort of, like, his best mouths, but sort of made it his, his own, especially in the chorus. I feel like doing that chorus, he sounded like he. I, it sounded like like um, fuck. It's not in my tongue. It sounded like something like like a, like a pop punk singer on that chorus. It sounded oh, very yeah. like like the, like the vocals sort of in that range. Like sounded very like pop punky, but like it was like really fucking good overall. Like man, I enjoyed that. Oh yeah, I did too, man. And I enjoyed uh, that, man. Pretty musical cool guests, uh, yeah. Still, except for I don't know. "Quote unquote," Vince Neil and Motley Crue. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I watched the tape back, and you seem to be smiling a lot, like you really enjoyed that. Yeah, because I'm trying not to like laugh my ass <laughs> off. You know, I'm trying to be nice to our guest here. I, I'm trying to be, you know, civil and a decent human being to Vince Neil, but he wants to shit on everyone and everything. But meanwhile, he should be shitting on himself because he's shit. Fuck you, well, Vince Neil. I guess we'll see what he has to say for himself in season three. I don't oh. know. Don't worry, if you can come see me face to face, I'll, I'll I'll fucking slap him sideways. One thing we haven't talked about tonight is what's the season three premiere going to be like next week on the show? Well, um, I believe we mentioned it, I think, last week. <laughs> did we? I, I believe we did. I believe we did. Um, season three, the premiere, um, you know what? Fuck it. For the third time in Guns N' Rio history, we're going to do it live. We're doing it live, folks. And I don't know. Maybe Vince Neil will come back and try to play another song. Maybe he'll get another chance at redemption. What do oh, you think, Caputo? Please, I, 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 I'm, I'm done. I don't want to. He tried doing, <laughs> He tried redeeming himself by trying to do girls, girls, girls. And he freaking, I think, almost like had one of his lungs collapse. I think the other lung <laughs> almost collapsed tonight. Um, I, unless he gets a lung transplant surgery in the next like two week or so. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know, man. Never say never. That's true, but I mean, with Vince Neil, it's pretty, I don't know. Well, guys, we're bringing things to an end with with Apocalyptic Love uh, for Season 2. It's a finale. And uh, I'm real excited to review this song because I love it. It's one of my favorites. It's uh, a, yeah, it's a quite a good song from a, from a great Slash album, which we haven't really covered much at all in this show. I think we've only covered maybe like one or two songs from here. Uh, if I'm trying to remember, I know we did one last thrill, which is on this album. Okay, I think, I think we did one of the bonus tracks, uh, "Crazy Life." Crazy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, Crazy which I believe Life. was the first time we ever had Matt Manzella on the show. Oh, was it? Nice. It was. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember. It was like 51 or 52, and then we that was the one where we did the the cool Photoshop with the Joker. Slash oh, okay. Yeah, see, the photoshops it d- jogs my memory as to what the song was more than the, <laughs> the actual song than itself. The song well, you put itself. A, it, it's easier to associate an image with you know something that's just audio. You know, right, right. Well, uh, you want to get started? Let's uh, let's jam. Let's listen to some apocalyptic love. We got to get our review, get our review brains on because uh, yeah, got to get out of rock and roll mode and get into podcaster mode again. Let's get right into it. The title track from the first Slash Mouse Cannon Conspirators album. Let's review it. This is not it. <laughs> 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 
this isn't it? No, this is not it. We had to get one more fucking Lobago for season two, didn't we? Oh, 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 sorry. I, I mean, it was wrong. it was a very good gag. It did make the, the it was number two, actually, <laughs> on our top ten list. If I recall correctly, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, I was going to say, I did the list. I should fucking know this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've listened to the, the, the list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He says awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. Yes. One last Obama for season two. That's fine. Um, God damn it. Let's let's really get into this fucking review now. Or else we're going to be going fucking to three-hour show. It's going to be money to rob or worse. Oh, man. But better. Are you kidding me? Actually, that's true. Anything's better than that. <laughs> that beat drop right there by the way yeah, yeah. there's a little bit of wah in there like, wah, 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 like slash oh, from yeah. his wah pedal from like I don't know the 80s you know? <laughs> or, he's like I remember he's like oh I remember he used to do that shit on Rocket Queen <laughs> or no it was like the end of Civil War where he's fucking going to like Voodoo Child oh yeah 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 like, oh What's yeah that? I remember that I should totally does he do that again has, has he brought that I down? don't think so not that I recall I don't know So, so this is uh, this is how we kick off the album. By the way, this is the first oh, yeah. track, and uh, I wouldn't be dis. I, I know when I first heard it. Of course, I pre-ordered the album long before it came out on iTunes, mm-hmm. and I was not disappointed. Oh, jeez, yeah. Not my favorite song on the album by a long shot. It's a very good song so far, though. There, there's definitely there's a lot of good fucking songs in this album. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we're gonna do the lyrics thing. Yes, sir. Uh, I got them pulled up right here. We you shall start. Some, yeah, we start from the fine lyrics. Hang on. Fine, fine lyrics. <laughs> hey, hey, Lord Caputo is here. Fine and lyrics. Written uh, by. to be reciting some beautiful lyrics. <laughs> Thanks. From one slash featuring Miles Kennedy. And conspirators. Hey, hey! I said, hey, you, you over there. I see you talking. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> now, make. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Paul Revere. Um, written by Miles <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of British people right now. Thanks, <laughs> Paul, Paul Revere. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Revere was American, man. Uh, well, fuck him. He's a traitor. <laughs> Just like Benedict Arnold, that piece of shit. Wait, who did you guys rebel against then? France? Uh, yeah, Fran- the French and the English. A little bit of both. Oh, okay. Don't worry. To this day, we still rebel against Quebec, so uh, <laughs> fuck you. Okay. All, All right, right, read the lyrics. Go. Yeah. 
We'll start with the first verse here. I got a real bad feeling. There will be nothing to say. Whole world's going crazy. Know the end is on the way. But we've got one hot minute to do anything you like, to do anything you like. This is the last time. Oh, oh. Don't care how we do it. Just as long as we can love under the same sky. All we got is tonight. All we got is tonight. Could you imagine fucking somebody like in a field somewhere, like at a campsite, and then while you're in mid-bang, you look up, and then the world starts coming to an end, all the stars start to fall and shit, and like, what would you do? Would you try to finish real quick? <laughs> oh, I'd probably already be done anyways. <laughs> <laughs> good answer, good answer, good answer. But also, I think you Loki kind of described like the next Friday the Thirteenth movie. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday the Thirteenth Part like seventy four. I I quit after Jason A. After Freddy versus Jason, I quit. Yeah, I quit. <laughs> yeah, after yeah, that was. was uh, uh, <laughs> eh. Which means if we're going by continuity, at some point while Jason was, I don't know, frozen or whatever that got him way up into the future, he mm-hmm. thawed out, fought Freddy Krueger, and then got froze again. Only a yeah. fool falls in the same mud hole twice. but Unless it's like, oh no, it's non-canon. Fuck out of here. Yeah, no, no, it's all canon. You can't, you can't do that. Fuck I was going to say, non-canon is just a shitty excuse for just being a shit person at this point. <laughs> shitty storytelling. Yeah, I'm a conspiracy theorist, but it's not a canon. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> I'm a Motley Crue fan, but it's not canon. coming up, I believe. Oh yeah, here it comes. Maybe we'll slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Oh, we got us tonight. Oh, my God, this is the last time. Oh, don't care how we do it. Just as long as we can love another same guy. 
God damn. All right, it's in the rear view now. We said we was going to listen to it, and we did. And, uh, well, our last song of season two has, uh, has officially, uh, we've listened to it now. It's so fresh on our brains. Let's, uh, let's give our final thoughts on it. What do you say, Caputo? Let's get right into it. I, I'll, I'll take the lead on this one. Um, All right. Fucking solid opener. Why this wasn't a single released off the album, beyond me, but I digress. Great song all through. It's just kick-ass from start to finish. Great slash solo. I mean, Wonders are not a great slash solo, let's be honest, but still. Yeah. Uh, gotta, gotta mention, gotta give credit where credit is due. It's just a great fucking song all around, you know. Keep it simple. Title it, you know, the same thing as your album. It has that theme of, uh, you know, it was 2012, man. Everyone was writing about the fucking the apocalypse. Why not? Yeah. Um, but it's a really good song. It's solid. Um, I would definitely listen to this a lot more. Like, this is one I would not skip. Five out of five for me, man. This is, this is fucking good. Oh, wow. I love it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love the song. Don't get me wrong. It's not a five out of five for me, unfortunately. It's really close, though. I, I, I would say, first off, uh, I've got a lot of good memories tied to this song because I was so stoked when this album came out. Mm-hmm. I had just gotten a dream job and I was actually working on a company video when this album came out and I downloaded mm-hmm. it uh, kind of a little sneaky on my company computer before mm-hmm. I put it on my iPod just because I didn't want to wait to get signal in the shitty building I was in. <laughs> Uh, I'd been tasked with putting together a video about our company picnic and they'd already provided a lot of footage for me. Like, and I mean a lot, they had like 10 hours of footage to make a three to five minute video. And so I was like, we got some music and they was like, no, just download something off the internet and be done with it. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Sure thing, boss. Fuck it. Sure, bud. <laughs> and, uh, I ended up having apocalyptic love on my computer at that point. So I just threw it on so that if, you know, they pulled my bandwidth and the shit I've been downloading, I can say <laughs> it was for that. And I wouldn't get in trouble. So, uh, I used apocalyptic love to make a, a video about the picnic and, uh, you know what? Everybody loved it and it was great. And so in my head, I see scenes a lot of, of, of that particular video, um, that is now owned by, a major corporation that I don't have access to to show it off anymore. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. It's floating around out there. If you know the people to talk to, they could probably get you a copy of it, but I, uh, I do not have it. So you think Rick but, Dunsford could get a copy of this leak it or something? <laughs> if anybody fucking could, I don't think, I don't think it'll be worth leaking. It's just a bunch of random people at a picnic. Like, but see the company picnic, they had like, they would rent, they would, uh, my boss were billionaires, by the way, they would rent. And I say corporation, it wasn't a mm-hmm. corporation. It was a privately owned company. Mm-hmm. Once a year, they would rent a fucking fair, like a wow. touring rides and all that shit. So they brought, they brought the circus. Yeah. Yeah. And they'd have bands. Sometimes they had wrestling. They had they had a carnival as their company picnic. Wow, that's uh, that's so fucking carny. You got wrestling and a carnival. Mm-hmm. That's carny as fuck. What the hell do you work for, Tony Khan? Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to say on here. I'll tell you later, though. 
Uh, but in all seriousness, I love the song still. It gets a four out of five for me. Right. Uh, the uh, the only thing I can think of is that it's it's overshadowed by one song in particular mm-hmm. uh, on this album is the greatest song on this album. And I can't mm-hmm. rate it higher than that motherfucking song. And when that song comes up in the wheel, well, we'll talk about it. For sure. Faux show, faux show. Speaking of which, you want to spin the wheel and see what we're going to be listening to live next week on our season premiere? Yes, let's spin that wheel. Let's see if it gives us some good shit or we're going to be roasting something next week live. I don't know. We'll find out. Thank you for joining us for two whole seasons, guys. Two whole years of this damn show, man. It's flown by. That's right. And we really hope that uh, you guys will be here with us for the third Life Sweet Drug Snake Pit. Alright, well, we're not getting away from Slash anytime. Soon. Life Sweet Drug is next, and my speaker is beeping, indicating that the battery is dead. If you've been following the saga of the speaker here, then you you, you know what's going on here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to Paul Stanley the speaker before we leave. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do it. Rocket Here we go. Here we go. Damn. Where's the fireworks? Where's the fireworks? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you got to provide the booms. Here we go. I'm going to do it again. Come on, Bruno. Boom. Oh, shit. Thank you guys for two excellent years. We hope to see you live next week for the season three premiere. Of the Guns oh, Radio yeah. Podcast. Until then, I'm Dustin Bones. I'm Chris Caputo. Join us live next Monday night for the Season 3 premiere. Until then, peace!